Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This episode 221, Fast and Furious 6, lap 10. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, And this episode is brought to you by Brothers Sewing Machines. Set the new trend. The Project Runway Limited Edition lineup is here. <laughs> I did not know that the Brother Printer Company made sewing machines. Look at that. It does. Fantastic. Well, shout out to you, brother, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, we'll be talking about Fast and Furious 6 and the Runway Edition, whatever, whatever. But, Joe, extracurricular <laughs> activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? I had one of the most emotionally stressful days of my life on Sunday. You also broke Walt's heart. I hope you realize that because you saw, I'm sure you saw on Twitter what yes. Walt was hoping for all day, right? Which objectively is awful. With no, no, it would have been very funny. <laughs> very funny. Very horrible. For but, only, um, for one, for one thirty second of all NFL franchises, it would have been terrible. For the other 31, would have been a delight. It would have just been, it would have been really funny. I think yeah. so too. So there's a situation this weekend where for the Steelers to get in the playoffs, two crazy things had to happen. Well, one crazy thing had to happen, and one crazy thing had to not happen. The really, really, really terrible Jacksonville Jaguars needed to beat the Indianapolis Colts, who were very good and on hard knocks. That's the that's my big bummer, is that hard knocks, this is going to be the season finale tomorrow. No, tonight. It's tonight, it's tonight yeah. Because they, they, they would have run it through until they got knocked out, but because they didn't make the playoffs, <laughs> spoiler, they didn't make the playoffs, uh, yeah, season's over, so... So Rachel and I went to New York a couple times this weekend because New York opened up sports betting and they always have like all kinds of wacky free bets that are good. I actually hung out with the the late night uh, man himself, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party. Got to see him and Cousin Pumpkin on um, Saturday. And so we sat at a bar, watched some football, placed some bets that were like essentially locks to give you free money. And then Sunday we drove down to do the same kind of thing. I'm excited and cheering for the Steelers, knowing that they're very unlikely to make the playoffs. But we like can see on the other screen that the Jacksonville Jaguars are starting to win against the Colts. And so everybody's kind of like, this might happen. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars win. The Steelers win in overtime on craziness. And then we're like, okay, cool, we made the playoffs. And they're like, but wait, we just can't have the night game tie. Yeah, because that was the other crazy thing is that Walt, what I was saying with Walt was that like, he's like, there's an outcome with Sunday afternoon games that if a certain series of things happen, yes, both Sunday night football teams can get into the playoffs if they tie. Yes. In which case, he did like a little graph. It's just like, if they kneel every time, if they both kneel every time, they're both in. If yes. one of them wins, the other one's out. And the the wrinkle, what added dramatic flair here was that they're division rivals. They they should be, yes. They play each other two times a year. They should be rivals, right? Like, that's the thing. So, you know, we were talking about it, like, after this is possibly happening, that I'm like, I can't imagine a situation where, like, for me, the Steelers and the Ravens would be like, let's just tie this out to get to the playoffs, right? Like, it's kind of different than last year, like, when the Steelers sat a bunch of players, let the Browns kind of win to get into the playoffs, and the Browns beat them. That's, like, a different thing. Like, you're, like, resting. This was, like, no. It, it was very, very strange. So, but it turns out, as we're watching the game on Sunday, it's like, oh, they're up by, like, uh, 13 points, so that doesn't really make sense, right? You know, like, 
based on football score, or like they were up by like 15, I think. And you're like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Can't really tie then. But it turned out that they did tie. They did go to overtime. They got to a point at the end of it where they almost were in a situation where they could tie. There was 90 seconds. No, there was like 34 seconds left. I, it was I, a minute. You know, been, it was a minute. I, I've been thinking about if the Chargers had not called that timeout. So and if okay. they had stopped the Raiders on third down, like with the Raiders you know, running the clock, if they had not like allowed a first down, the Raiders wouldn't have like tried a long field goal because like in theory, the Chargers could have like returned it or blocked it or whatever. Yes. They probably would have knelt. So like the Chargers calling that timeout, I think, sealed the deal. Yes. Yeah, so there's been like stories that like the Chargers coach uh, Staley comes out and says like, well, I knew they were going to run. So I wanted to put my run guys on the field. So I needed to call the timeout. There's stories that, that they interviewed Derek Carr. They were like, did them calling the timeout change your strategy? He goes, absolutely. Like they were like in the prisoner's dilemma and one of them flinched and that's what happened. Yep. So um, the only beneficiary of that, <laughs> of that non tie was me and the rest of the Steelers fans. It was crazy. Um, it was a roller coaster of emotions all day Saturday. So I've just been trying to like recover. It was, it was just like stressful. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's, that's part of the reason why I watch sports. I say it here, I've said it to you. Like it's a great outlet for like anxiety and emotions that don't really affect your life. Right. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad came over today and he was like, asking me questions about football. I'm like, I don't really follow sports. Like the Yankees, like the major league baseball is locked out. Yeah. The Vikings, have been bad all year, and the yeah. fact that they were still in the running, which is because there's more playoff teams and, like, most of the NFC was bad, like, earlier in the year, the Steel- you would have been like, this is a garbage team. And, like, they're still not, like, the best team in football, but, they're like, I good. guess getting, getting in, there's a chance. But, like, you went through all the stress to, like, in theory, like, have them have their ass kicked by the Chiefs on Sunday, right? Like, or whatever, yeah. right? Like, so that's, like, if the Vikings made the playoffs, I'd be like, yeah, well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Like, they're a garbage team that they, like, <laughs> lucked, they backed in. So, like, I don't, I haven't been following. So he's like, you know, you know about this? I'm like, no, not, I don't. Like, I, you know, there's a Monday Night Football game? I'm like, no, I didn't, because, like, I don't care. It doesn't impact me. So, but yes, I, I do if like you're in the... that world, I understand the outlet. It's one of the only things in my life where, like, I can devote emotion and, and um, feelings towards it, but ultimately, like, if they win, cool, I'll be happy. If they yep. lose, cool, I'll be sad. But, like, it doesn't – they don't pay me. I'm not going to, like, lose my job over them not winning, right? So it doesn't It doesn't ultimately matter. That's my favorite thing about that. That's that's pretty much what I did all weekend, was excited about that. Um, just been trying to come down from that and getting ready for this weekend. How about you, buddy? Well, I did a big thing. I adopted oh. two kittens. They are Fucking super adorable. cute, super sweet. They're thank so you, adorable. You. My parents, that's why my dad came over today, because my parents are like, hey, if we're just like around, can we like stop by? I'm like, yeah, just let me, just like ask, but like, yeah, you can, you, whatever. And so they came by for like 20 minutes and they just, they were just sleeping on the chair and they were just watching. Like they are tiny. They're like three months old. Because uh, I mentioned, I think, you know, last last year on here that my cat was sick. My cat passed yes. away in September. And so I was going to get kittens after we got back from Vegas, but we didn't go to Vegas. So I started looking right after Christmas, and then I found this place, and, like, just the adoption process took a little while, but they are here. They are named Fox and Dana, after the X-Files, after Mulder and Scully. That's super and cool. they are tiny and super sweet. They've siblings? Been two They're days, siblings. yes. Brother and sister from the same litter. I was telling you that, like, all these different shelters have, like, weird, like, they're weird in different ways, and I know that they're just sort of, like, they're protecting themselves, and they're protecting the cats, and also protecting the, the adoptive people or whatever, but, like, 
the literature that this one that I wound up getting them from said, like, just, you know, don't be surprised if, like, they're scared or if they're not affectionate, if they don't eat or whatever. Like, they sent, like, all this warning stuff. And, like, literally within half an hour, they were, like, normal. They're just like, oh, yeah, we've always been here. Like, it's the quickest acclimation. My parents came over that night, too, and they were, like, you know, super sweet with them, too. Like, considering my last cat was terrified of both of them, my parents have a cat who's terrified of me for no reason. Like, yeah. these cats could not be more gentle or sweet That's or awesome. tiny. So, yeah, it's it's great. So I've just been hanging out with them, like basically not moving because like, you know, I, I sort of like I remember, but I forgot that when you have cats and we were talking, we were joking about this with I was joking about this with Rachel when I was visiting you a couple weeks ago that like sometimes you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to the bathroom now because there's a cat in my lab and I can't move the cat because that's just what, it's, yes. what life is like with a cat. Just like, I guess I'm not going to pee for 45 minutes. I'm going to be in pain because the cat is sleeping here. And so, you know. <laughs> Dana is real little. She's only like, she's like, when I got her, she was like 3.3 pounds. But when she falls asleep, she feels like it's just dead weight. Like I can't. And like, she doesn't like wake up. Like I can't pick her up. It's just like, she just doesn't move. It's not like, like my last cat, I could like sort of be like, hey, all right, move. And she would like get out. But like, this is just like, no, I'm not moving. Like I'm sleeping. What are you doing? So (laughs) it's, uh, it's been interesting, but yeah. You have to deal, man. It's, it's your, it's their world. You're just living in it. So exactly. Um, also, before that, the Twitch channel, the Radical Editing Collective, we talked about in here, Racer Trash stream chapter two of everything. We talked about them that they are disbanding or just not creating new stuff. So I watched that all Saturday night. Uh, they've added a couple things to their Vimeo. So if you search Vimeo Racer Trash, or I think you can search Internet Archive Racer Trash, which is like where people. Like, it's not piracy. It's just, like, preserving the internet or whatever that you can watch it there. So, like, if you're – I was telling you that, like, really what makes it even more special is the live chat, which is not capturing these things. But if you've missed these streams, there's going to be at least one more. I'm guessing there's going to be two more uh, just because of how much they have left. Go check out their Vimeo. Go check out the internet archive. It's super cool. They stream. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell – why is this very important, this announcement? So, yeah, so in the middle of Vertigo, or what they call Verta Here We Go, because they have, like, this, you know, part of the chat is, like, the eight, people type in HWG, like, here we go, like, when something's about to go crazy. So they had uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Verta Here We Go, V-E-R-T-I-H-W-G. <laughs> and so this is one that, like, people were all about, like, Simon Barrett, who wrote The Guest and You're Next and the Blair Witch reboot, and, like, he wrote a bunch of movies. He's awesome. He did his year-end movies list last year and he put verta here we go on there and i'm like oh shit like so i mean i know that he knew because like adam wingard who he like is his creative partner edited for some segments for razor trash i don't know what he did i want to look him up i haven't looked him up yet but like he's involved so like simon of course knows about it but on his like 10 or 20 best movies of the year he put razor trash's verta here we go because it's just like i never really loved the original kind of left me cold but this is amazing so i was super excited for this also like right before it they did abaduk which is the, the babaduk but with abba music and oh my god it's fucking aw- it's like 27 <laughs> minutes i think that's on the internet archive i think it's so good but they went from that into verta here we go I haven't watched, I, I, you know, I missed some, whatever. I'm going to watch some that I, I missed online. But this just feels like everybody's firing on all cylinders. And then all of a sudden, they just do a Tokyo Drift thing. And then they go into like a Fast and Furious, like a separate Fast and Furious thing. <laughs> yep. And there's like a, a runner Fast and Furious thing. So I don't know that Verta Here We Go is available online anywhere yet. I don't know if it's on their Vimeo. I don't know if it's, on, I don't know if it's ever going to be. But if you can find it, look for it because it's so good and just... 
you know, like, what's better than a movie? It's like a movie with other movies in the movie, right? So, like, you never yeah. know what they're going to do. In Verta, here we go. There's also, like, a beautiful scene where there's just, like, a Radiohead song playing when they're, like, in the woods. And, like, this is, all right, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just, it's awesome. So, Racer Trash on Twitch and Twitter. Just, you know, follow us. And you owe it to yourself. If you like movies, and I'm assuming you do if you listen to this podcast, it's just, it, it's something that's un- like other things. And I, I tweeted about this too, that like David Ehrlich, who I like as a film critic, but I love his year end videos. He put up his thing on Monday, his top 25 movies from last year. And like, it's totally different things what they're doing, but they're both showcasing their love and passion of movies in editing, right? Like he's putting yeah. together this countdown. They're putting together these like weird montages and I just love it. And like, I love movies, but I love when people are creative and like, you know, the extracurricular activities about movies. So if yep. you can find Racer Trash, if it sounds interesting to you, check it out. Vimeo, Internet Archive, Twitter, Twitch, whatever. The only other thing I wanted to mention is that I've been watching with Bob remotely. And then when we're going to record a lottery pod tomorrow night, we're going to watch the finale. But there is, I don't know if you and Rachel knew about it or watched it, but there's the I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series on Amazon. Do you know no, about this? No, I didn't. I didn't know about this. Go ahead. Even Brian didn't know about it. And like, it's a high school thing, sort of, even though it's more college. Uh, but obviously based on the book, which is ba- which led to the three movies, the pilot is where a girl is killed and like friends kind of cover it up and you know, somebody does not like that. They covered it up, whatever. It's not good. It's pretty bad. It's pretty dumb. The finale is a terrible rating on IMDb. So I'm very excited for that. But the reason I bring it up now is that one of the executive producers is Neil Moritz, the executive producer of Fast and Furious. So I don't know. There's not really fast and furious influence, but like one of the like two or three main people in creating this is Neil Moritz, who is a very, one of the hallmark, Fast and Furious guys. I'm just like, huh. All right. That's very, very strange. And I did not know this, and I did not know that it was him. But, um... It also just got canceled. There's no season two. So, like, (laughs) I don't know why there would be a season two, but there's no season two. So, this is not a recommendation. Don't go watch it. But if you're, like, a Fast and Furious Neil Moritz completionist, it's out there on Prime. (laughs) That's... uh, Yeah, I didn't know about it. So, interesting. Yeah, and again, like, I was like, Brian, do you know about this? He's like, no. I'm like, well, you know, it's because the first one's a high school movie, I think, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we got a Patreon page, Too Fast, (laughs) TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Garbies, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. Bonus episode coming out either later this week or early next week. So get on to fastyouforever.com. Even a dollar a month gets you in the door. More gets you cooler stuff, better stuff, and more love from us. But even a dollar a month gets you premium episodes, early access episodes, all sorts of stuff. Toofastyouforever.com. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. And we got a couple... Can't really. We got emails. They're not great emails. Uh, Michael McGann sent in a real email, but I can't really talk about it because this is Patreon pick. But he he sent in his pick for this next lap because the okay. patrons also know our themes. Yeah. And I messaged this to you because in our thread with Brian, because I think Brian might be on this because I think he's a fan of these movies. But it's for one of the themes. It's a movie from a franchise, sort of, kind of. He said it's both a blank movie and an anti-blank movie. Like Fast and Furious, the blank are going global. Hopefully this fits the build. If not, I'll pick something else. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Thank you, Michael. I, I, you I made a joke. Rules. Yeah. Wait, the new about you can pick anything you want? 
yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if it doesn't fit the it does fit the bill, no matter what. Yes. But, yeah. Also, that's the thing. If, you, if you're the $10 a month, you get to pick what we watch. And we've said, if you want us to watch literally anything, you can do that. Uh, we just won't put it on the main feed if it doesn't fit the theme. But, like, if you want us to watch, like, random nonsense bullshit, go on the Patreon. So, go wild with it. Yeah, exactly. Next email, I sort of spoiled this. I sent this to you and Wes. New comment on Vanishing Point. Always Vanishing Point. Always Tulane Blacktop. <laughs> Joseph Valdez commented on your video. You, letter U, talk, number two, much. You talk too much. <laughs> I Thanks, want, that should be our vanity plate. Like, when we get when we get our uh, our nice, cool, Fast and Furious cars, it should be you talk too much. U-T-L-K. Yeah. T-M-C-H. So we need, like, a state that allows eight letters, which in California, I think, does. T-M-M-C-H. T-L-K. T-L-K. That's four. Two. M-C-H. M-C-H is eight. Yeah, exactly. Or we could just do a you talk, and then you go too much. Oh, I could be Joe too much? Yeah, sure. Perfect. And I'll be YouTube talk. Uh, that does work as well. And then also, this is <laughs> this is not uh, an actual real email, but we got spam cooperation on your video blog hello family give us some of your time our young polish project has allocated a budget to attract a new audience i'm like i don't know what this is but i'm interested in a polish project given my last name the first place of course is youtube but we are also willing to consider other sources of audience if you're interested let us know i think i'm good 36 cont design so what at seznom.cz so (laughs) i like that they started out with hey family that started good I've been getting these emails and they don't know where it's from. It's just like, you'll love this Joey merch. And it's like all things that like are custom oh. designed with Joey. And I'm like, why would I want, why would anyone want that? Hyper specific Facebook generated t-shirts is like one of my favorite things in the world. Do you know? I think we've talked about that. Yeah. And there's like a whole Facebook group about them, but I, I hope that they're like, I'm a Joey that has a podcast and Fast and the Furious is cool and X-Files is cool and I like cats. And like, that's the shirt. Yeah. It's like, OK, cool. I won't buy it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but they made it for you. You're like the only Joey that, that is all yeah. of these things. Correct. Correct. So, you know, you're denying them. The, chi- the Chinese bots are working hard, and you won't even give them your love. I know. I'm so sorry. But if you want to email in our Chinese bots, family at cageclub.me, whether you're a person or a bot, family at cageclub.me. We'll read on the next episode. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. I've got a bunch of things, most of which have been sent to us on Twitter. But other than those, have you seen anything? Have you found anything online or any news about the Fast and Furious this week? I found something kind of adjacent that I tweeted about yesterday and I talked to you about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, John Cena was promoting Peacemaker. He was actually fucking everywhere. This is really funny. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, which I watch all the time. And he did an interview with Pat, which was amazing. If you go watch some clips, it came on very genuine and sincere and humble to me, which just made John Cena be even cooler than we ever thought that he was. He seemed like he was very reverent about his role in being an entertainer, much like The Rock is, you know what I mean? It had like very similar vibes like that. And he was just like, you know, talking about his character as a wrestler of John Cena and being in Peacemaker and how cool that is to him. And just like all of those bits and pieces but he just seemed like so awesome and really cool with dealing with them because you know they're kind of goofballs so it was nice and that's available to watch on youtube right 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure that they clipped that. Yeah, the, all yeah. the Pat McAfee shows are on YouTube, so it's from that day. You could just skip to find it, but they also clip out like some of the important interviews and clips and stuff. So I'm sure that there's just like a clip of the actual just interview. It was funny though because then we turned that off and um, we had like NBC on on the TV because I streamed that from YouTube, so I changed from my computer to my TV, and um, he was still on Ellen as well. And I was like, guess he's just doing the junket today. It was like his, you know, promo day that he must have been on like Pat McAfee for 20 minutes, something else for 20. And like we eventually get to Ellen. And as I turn off Pat McAfee show a couple hours later, he's like doing Ellen at that moment. So um, that was cool. But I want to check out Peacemaker. It seems like John Cena is really into it. And, you know, we like him a lot. And so it was awesome. You know, there's a it's it's frustrating and outdated but there's a double standard that's also kind of funny in that like he could probably wear the same outfit everywhere he goes and people don't mind but like if you watch like Anya Taylor Joy doing junkets for like Queen's Gambit or for whatever like I follow her on Instagram and she'll do like eight interviews in a day and have eight wild outfits and it's just like okay not only do I have to do another interview where we talk about the, the same bullshit changes. but I have to like yeah, hair and makeup and costume completely different. But John Cena's just like, yeah, man, I'm just in a t-shirt and jeans or whatever. And like, it's cool. No. Like, I'm just, a, I'm just a dude, right? So <laughs> no. So he showed up to Ellen in normal clothes, but he did the Pat McAfee interview in the Peacemaker costume. Oh, right, right, right. Well, maybe he has two. Maybe it's just like, do you want me to be the guy or do you want me to be myself? And I'm like, well, you know, know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that he's still like working in acting, right? Like that's that's right. the main joy of this is like keep getting jobs you're an awesome dude and he was like talking about how he's done like you know like he he likes playing characters that challenge him in the sense that like do you want to be like an, a horny vacation guy like from vacation friend you know like these kind of things and like he yeah. likes kind of extending his boundaries which i think the rock does too and that's awesome that these wrestling guys got into acting and it it makes me really happy anything else that you have seen or are you ready for no. the things that i found so tell me just today, Reaction Rocket quote tweeted and told us that Red Notice 2 and 3 are in the works with Netflix aiming to shoot them Damn. both back-to-back -back starting early next year. Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds all returning along with new stars for an Ocean's Eleven-style ensemble. And so the people in the comments are like, oh, probably so Kevin Hart. Like, just because, you know, if you're going to add Why to not? the family and you have The Rock, Kevin Hart probably seems likely. I'm stoked. Give me two more fucking red notices. I'll yeah. watch all of them. Like, they're fun. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one. Gal Gadot also going to be in a remake of To Catch a Thief, the Alfred Hitchcock movie. They're remaking that from 1955 with Carrie Grant Grace Kelly. And she is going to be the Grace Kelly role, I would imagine. So, Gal all over the place. Gal all over the place. What does that mean to you? She's in every movie. Got it. Cool. <laughs> exactly the last one jason sent to us and then I have, uh, i'm saving a bigger one which is also not really breaking news but it's also a, the craziest thing i found this week okay but the one that jason sent us was that scream stars melissa barrera and jack quaid are doing the junket for scream which comes out this weekend or came out this weekend if you're on the main feed yes and they're i guess at some point talking to cinepop they were talking about what franchise would you want to see scream crossover with and they quickly said fast and furious to scream too furious they said <laughs> and she said melissa barrera said imagine ghost face in the fast and furious and jack Quaid said oh my god yes to scream too furious that's so bad that's a bad title to see vin diesel and Ghostface interact you have my vote that's incredible i i would love to see like dom be like <laughs> like insert nico dom impression but just be like you're not family right <laughs> and like, yeah <laughs> thoughts and prayers to me i bet my friend five dollars that scream will make more than 23 and a half million dollars this weekend because he's like i think it's gonna make like 22 to 24 and i'm like or no what do you say like 20 to 23 or something 
I don't know. He gave some range. And I'm just like, I think it's going to make way more than that. I know that COVID is COVID and everything, but like, I think it's going to be a huge, I think it's going to make like 30, 40 ish. That's just my guess. Because Scream has a quietly dedicated fan base is what I saw. Dedicated fan base. Great reviews. Yeah. Hasn't been a good movie in theaters since The Matrix and Spider-Man like three weeks ago. I think it's far enough after the holidays that if people are not sick, they're going to be okay. Like kind of, you know, like people are living their life. theater gift cards? Theater gift cards for Christmas. Yeah. So I think I'm in good shape, but you know, thoughts and prayers, 23 and a half million. If it's 23.5001, I win. So again, not a big bet. Not I'm not Rachel over here, but you know. Rachel makes a little bet. I know. She makes a little bet. She wins big money. I get it. She makes, dude, she's crazy good. It's so funny. She's by far the best gambler in our house. The last news, though, I don't know if you know this, but this is from Who Weekly. This is the Celebrity Gossip Podcast. But, like, the whoiest celebrity in the Fast and Furious movies is, of course, Tyrese. Did you know that he is selling his house in Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills, California? California, yes. No. So he also has a mansion in Atlanta, but he's selling this seven-bedroom, seven-bath, 8,400 square feet. I just sent you the Redfin listing. 2.895 million. Okay. He has inside a full-size conference room with like 12 chairs around a conference table, but the standout feature of this home in the backyard, he has a full-size Benny Hanna. Wait, what? That he calls Gibsy Hanna? Oh. <laughs> but but Benny, they weren't named Benny Hanna. They Do were you like think Tyrese cares. They were what? Is happening. I don't know, man. Is he a giant transformer too? What is this transformer in the background? Oh yeah, he's also got like a bumblebee or something. Yeah, this house is crazy in both good and bad ways. In the theater room, there's the Furious Seven them walking down the steps, which I think is a very nice picture. Eighteen of fifty one. Oh, in thirty in thirty nine of fifty one, it looks like it's the scene of them dropping the planes out of the car in his backyard theater. Yeah, he's got the gigantic bumblebee. That's probably what like fifteen, eighteen feet tall. Yeah, it's it's massive. Yeah, the full-size Benny Music Hanna. studio? Yeah, that is that is for sure out of the plane. Yep, you're right there. The Coca-Cola machine. If you look at number 43, that's the full-size conference room for whatever reason. Yeah, like, I, I got that. meetings. Music studio, of course. Oh, God. He has a live, laugh, love, live well, laugh, love much, laugh often thing. It's I think it's the thing that hangs above my door in my basement. <laughs> it's like the same stat, 32 of 51. It's like the same stylized thing live in Live well, love room. much, laughed often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This house is so weird. It has like it's like fifty different. It, it, it's very Tyrese. It has fifty different design elements that like are clashing at all times to me. And the other sort of like newsworthiness of this is I don't know if you know. I only know about it through Who Weekly, but there's a Netflix show called Selling Sunset, which is like a reality yes, show yes. about realtors. It's Rachel listed it. by yeah. them. This is listed oh. by Jason Oppenheim. Oh, okay. So, which okay. means that a new season just came out in the last month or two, but this will next likely possibly be on the next season of Something Sunset. That makes a lot of sense. Also, three mil—that's not terrible. This house a looks badass. Private for three mil and gated Mediterranean estate in the Walnut Acres neighborhood of Woodland Hills, situated on nearly half an acre of land. This impressive compound features a beautifully appointed fifty-four hundred fifteen square foot main house. With additional backyard structures totaling 29 to 80 square feet. That's the Benny Hanna, the Gibbsy Hanna. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's not a, It's that's... the best deal in Woodland Hills, they say. You you can look around neighborhoods around us, both of us, and like you'll find $3 million houses. Like, that's not. Oh, yeah. His estimated monthly payment 
is 13,574. Yeah. Which is roughly, it's not a year's mortgage for me, but like it's close to a year's mortgage for me. So, also his yeah. lot size, no, that, that can't be right. Lot size is 0.43 acres, but maybe it is. Oh. Uh, it's said a weird, like if you see on photo three, do you see that? Like it's a weird, like it's a long, thin strip of land. Let me, let me look see. at the start. I mean, the, the beautiful sense of the first two pictures, but the number three, it's oh, a crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's a weird plot of land, but like they made do. They did. It's it's definitely front. It's like front to back, like east to west. Like it goes a yeah. long way, but it's not very wide. If you want to look, his name I don't think is on here. But if you want to look, just search Redfin R E D F I N the realty site Redfin Tyrese, and it'll show up. It's a Woodland Hills home. It's you can't miss it. Like look for the one. Two three two three one two three Oxnard Street. Isn't Oxnard? Have we had Oxnard in one of these movies? I've. I'm. So- Oh, I so thought the same thing. I don't know. It's but it not sounded... in the second minute document. Let me see in the first one. I mean, it's just, it just might just be a California word, right? But like, it feels like we've talked about that it's word on word, this podcast. But I do feel like we might have said Oxnard before. I thought it, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I wasn't sure. No, I don't think so. I just, I maybe it's in my brain because I saw that listening and I had the same thought, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. But, you know. This is cool. It's a really cool house for three million. I mean, like. I think it's pretty substantial, right? For three mil. This will be a nice backup. If we can't get thirteen twenty-seven for the party, we'll just Airbnb. Clearly, what's going to be available? Probably not. Uh, Tyrese's house. <laughs> like literally Tyrese's house. Yeah. Yeah, that works for me. That's all the news on the streets. Also, new segment from last time is Dwayne Johnson in F ten. Still no. <laughs> Thanks for updating. Yeah, the the switch is off. Might come back on, but it's off for now. For now, it's off. But, Joe, the final thing to do before we take a break is the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, Minute 44, a minute I called, They're Hot. What? Yeah, man, they got us wired with GPS. That's why Markham knew we were going to be at that impound lot. Yo, you the master mechanic. Why don't you just yank that shit up out of there, then? I'll try, but this ain't LoJack. The DIS box, the engine management system, hell, the main harness. The GPS is spited into all of that. Hey, tell me something, man. Do I even want to know where the skyline is, dog? Or where you been the past couple of days? Or where the hell you got these rides from? They're hot. Yeah, they hot. They wide so hot that whoever's tracking these things will know every time you don't wear your seatbelt. All right, Jimmy. We'll just do what you can do, bro. I got you. Thanks, man. Man, we need to get these on the street ASAP. Hey, bro, check it out. You see that Cadillac across the street over there? Yeah. Yeah, well, they've been on us ever since we left the room, so. So, in this minute, Jimmy fills in Brian, Roman, Tej, and Suki on the details of the cars that Brian and Roman arrived in. They're fully wired with GPS that's, quote, spidered into every element of the system, making it tough to remove. Brian lies to Tej and Suki, saying the cars are, quote, hot. Brian leaves Jimmy to work whatever magic he can on the cars, and then Brian points out Enrique and Roberto in a Cadillac on the street saying the car has been following them since it left Carterverone's house as the minute ends. I have a question for you. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to discuss about this minute. Mm-hmm. Why do Suki, Jimmy, and Tej not assume that, like, wh- where do they think they got these cars from? I don't know. They, they ask Brian. Like, he's like, do I want to know? So... 
I guess the question yeah. is, has he been upfront about the fact that he was a cop? I doubt it, because they're kind of running, like, minor criminal things. Right. That's So that's that's what's interesting here, because they asked Tej, like, do, you, do I want to know where the skyline is, or where you've been the last couple of days, or yes. where the hell you got these rides from? And what I thought was interesting, after he says, you know, whatever, and Suki says they're hot... He's like, we got to get these on the streets. You know, like in so many movies, you're like, we got to get it off the street. Like, we, you know, it's hot. We got to get it off. We can't like, we got to get it out of the public eye. But he's like, I want to get them the fuck out of here. Like, he knows that these are potentially trouble. No, I had. No, no, no. I t- perceived that as Tej saying, we got to start racing these. They have a lot of upgrades. Oh. We got to get these on the streets to make money with them because you guys will kill it. Interesting. I, cause I, that, that might be true. I guess, man, we got to get these on the street ASAP. Cause I, I took it as he was worried and wanted to like get rid of it. Cause like if Brian knows they're hot and like the whole worry here is that they're easily trackable, right? Which is why Brian Roman know like where, blah, yes. where Markham knew we were at the impound lot. He knows the cops are tracking these. So like, no, no, no. So, okay. So this is my theory. Okay. Brian says they're hot, implying that they're stolen. Okay. Right. Correct. But they're wired for GPS. I think that Tej knows that these are possibly going to be cars used to mule drugs for the cartel. And that's why he's like, do I want to know where the skyline is? Do I want to know where you've been the past couple of days? And do I want to know where you got these cars from? So here's the question then, and this is just my ignorance and I don't know the answer. If they're going to be mule cars, does it make sense for them to be so flashy? I think it's like hide in plain sight type thing. I don't know. You think? Yeah, like, you know, th- like you're going to be like, oh, these guys are just racing tuners. Like, they're street racers, not that they're drug mules. Because I feel like that's fair, but I also feel like if you see tuners, like, it's going to draw a cop's attention, I think, instinctively. Because it's just like, if at the very least, they're probably speeding. But you can outrun them. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're in Tokyo. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just, they did it in the on the highway, right? Like, they're... I mean, they, they they will. I don't think there was cops on that first race, but no. So that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess yours makes a little bit more sense. I can sort of still see it either way that Tej is, like, worried about them or excited about them. I like that there's two different options here. I think that's kind of cool. Because if they if he did have a suspicion that they came from the cops, that would, like, I think he would have a much different reaction, right? Yeah, I guess he thinks Brian's getting into trouble and, like, should I be worried about having you here? But I guess also trouble could be cops. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Like, if they were like, oh, man, like, whoever, like, if, if, like, man, these cars are wired by cops. Where the fuck did you get these cars, and why are you dealing with cops? You know what I mean? Like, they're going to find right. these. Then it would have been like, we need to get these out of here. Yeah, I not- guess it is like, hey, we're all criminals. I know you're probably up to some shit that you can't talk about. I'm not going to ask. I know that I'm not going to ask, but I'm going to let you know that I'm not going to ask. But we should have some fun with these. Yeah. Like, let's, okay. like, let's beat them up a little bit before they go back to wherever they came from. Because if they are, like, drug mule cars, and he is picking up on this, and he is being like, you got these some kind of way, then he's like, well, let's race them, because they're going to smash them or get rid of them as soon as you're done with this anyways, right? Right. I also think, to change the subject for a second, but on the topic of they're hot, I know, I know that there she's near water, that there's sort of a reason, but there's no reason that Suki is just wandering around in a bikini other than, like, it's a movie they want, like, a, a scantily clad woman, right? Because, like, you would think that, like, they if were this next was, to like, the a normal situation. Yeah, but still, like, you would have a towel or, like, a, a thing around her a waist or something. Yes. Yeah. 
but she's just like full on bikini, just like wandering around. I know also know it's Miami. So like there's counterpoint. That was my counterpoint was going to be Miami, but it's, it's still like, they just want to have Devin Aoki, like very scantily clad. It just feels like a little icky when all that she's doing here is just like, they're hot. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, she, she has no reason to be here. Like it, it, she doesn't add anything to the scene. It's like, Hey, we want the pretty girl with no clothes in the scene. So, yeah. Uh, but what did you notice? You have two cars. You have the Cadillac that Enrique and Roberto are in. But what's the other car? What's the Acura? Where is that? So the Acura is behind Jimmy when he's looking at the second car, which I think is uh, Roman's Mitsubishi Eclipse when he's in the per- – I think he looks at the Evo first and then the Eclipse. Is the Acura the one with the crazy, like – Louis Vuitton Dolce print and Gabbana thing. Louis Vuitton print on the front. Is yes. Louis Vuitton because there's also the truck that has the same print. Yes, which I can't find any. I can't confirm what kind of truck this is. And I mean, like, I'm not a big truck guy. All these kind of trucks look the same. I searched Tej's truck. I searched Tej's Louis Vuitton truck. I looked through the car movie database. I looked at like in the car movie database at Dodges, Fords, what Chevys for like trucks, and it's not there. Because you never get, like, a clear shot of, like, a distinctive gotcha. shot. It's just, like, always, like, the back light. And they all, all these trucks kind of look the same, right? And yeah. Like, you just look at the back, like, the one back tail light from, like, that time. Or, like, you know, those 20 years or whatever. So, um, but that brings up my point that I was going to say. We have to assume, since the Louis Vuitton truck is there, and at the time, this was a very ludicrous thing to have we can attribute both the Louis Vuitton truck and the Acura NSX to Tej himself. Like, those are his cars from his collection. And he had them wrapped or painted to his liking in the same style. Yeah, I can see that. So we are led to believe that Tej now drives either this truck or this Acura NSX that are parked at his garage in his style. Like, the other cars are, like, cars he could be working on, whatever, whatever. But, like, because those two exist there, and they're both there, I think those are Tej's vehicles. I think it's a good theory. I got I got no better. It's either, like, a random person or Tej's. Like, it's more fun if it's Tej's, right? So Or they're Ludacris's, and because Ludacris exists in this universe, Ludacris dropped them off at Tej's garage. Right. The rapper Ludacris with songs on the soundtrack, yes, has it there on site. That or that—that's the most likely answer, actually. I think the only other note that we have in the document from this minute is that I—I I think I've probably alluded to this before. I don't think I've ever out come out and said it, but like the saw the the track names for the score are so on the nose. But that's great because it's super easy to find it on the YouTube like yeah. upload. But this is just called "Windshield on Fire." I'm like, oh, I know that scene. I know that exactly what the song is. Like, I don't even need to listen to the song to confirm because it's <laughs> the only one. Because they're going in order, but it's just like, oh, okay. Because the last one we had was. The last one we had was the job negotiated, which was with him and Carter Verone, and now windshield on fire because you know what's coming in the next minute or two, right? So yeah. I want I want the Alicia Keys remix to that song. This windshield's, windshield's on, on fire. fire. Yeah. So I have two questions for the trivia. I this is not one where I want to use two because I don't think either are great. But if you like either one, we can use that. If you have a different question, we can use that. What car make have Carter Verone's men been sailing Brian Romano, which is a Cadillac, which is what we talked about, or? Yeah. One of our classic reversals, which car element is a GPS not wired into? <laughs> which is what Jimmy says, a DIS box, the engine management system, hell, even the main harness. Kind of bullshit, but I kind of like the second one better. I It is kind of bullshit, and I do like the second one better. So give me, the, what's the right answer, which is actually the wrong thing? 
Give me one more. Because we have three that are right in the movie that are actually wrong for the question. Uh, do like the 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 Nos Fogger system, right? Sure. Isn't that what isn't that what he says like in another like Oh, I have no idea. The Nos direct port fogger system. Yeah, that's what like Jesse says when he opens Brian's hood in the first one. I okay, was trying to so, use that, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So minute forty four, they're hot. Which car element is the GPS not wired into? <laughs> oh, the DIS box, the engine <laughs> management system, the main harness, the NAS direct port fogger system. Well, you know what? We said we've been on a run where we thought the questions were easier. I think this one... It's a real slap in the... It's a real kick in the dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this... Because he says it. I think... Oh, I think I would get this one wrong. No, because yeah. I picked the wrong answer. So maybe I'll get it right. Who knows? We'll find out sooner or later, I think. But, you know, anything else about this minute, Joe, before I take a break? No, no, no. There was, like, not a lot in the background. You know, uh, we talked about this before, but John Singleton was doing the, like, blur all the background situation. So that's why I was more contemplating why did they not think that these cars came from the cops? Right. They're, like, GPS wired. And I had to assume that they think that, like, Carter gave them the cars and wired them with GPS systems to track him while they do criminal activities. Yeah. So that, that, that was my main thoughts at this minute. Well, Joe, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about Fast and Furious 6. Episode number 221, Fast and Furious 6. I remembered the title correctly this time. This episode is brought to you by Brothers and their Project Runway Limited Edition um, sewing machines. The NS85E will ignite your passion for fashion. Shout out to Brothers. Well, shout out to you, Brother, and welcome back with us tonight to talk about Fast and Furious 6. She has written about the Fast and Furious for The Wrap, for Yahoo. Maybe I'm also missing some. We'll find out very shortly. But with us tonight, we have Mariah Doty Trevino. Hello, Mariah. Hello, and shout out to Project Runway. I'm a huge fan, so that's awesome. <laughs> the world's longest Project Runway. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> way to tie it together. <laughs> so happy that you're here. So now you have written about Fast and Furious for multiple websites. That's how we yes. found you. We love, we love the listicles. We love, like, because again, we've done Great. 221 oh. of these. So I, I know most of those things, but some of them were new and also the infographic you put on one. So like, yep. oh, yeah. I guess. Oh my gosh, you guys have read my work. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my, my question to you, because we, we've gotten both sides of this from writers who have covered the Fast and Furious. Were these pieces that were assigned to you or was it like a, hey, someone needs to write about the Fast and Furious because a new movie is coming out and you're like, ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. Like, how, how did it come about? How big of a fan are you? What's your history with the franchise? Sure, yeah. Well, my entry point, and I'll be, you know, completely transparent, I started working at Yahoo Movies and they said, we need someone to go to London to the Fast 6 junket. Can you go? Can you go, to, can you go to London? And I'm like, I'm just new at the job. And I'm like, wait, I get to go to London? <laughs> yes. Do you like Fast and Furious? Of course I love Fast and Furious. <laughs> 
so that was my entry point to the whole series. Well, I had, I, I do believe I saw the original in the theater as well. Okay. So, um, but by no stretch, I'm not going to claim that I'm like the biggest fast fan in the world, but I went uh, with a good attitude. They did that junket in conjunction with um, one of the Star Trek uh, movies so that was like I, I did like a back-to-back thing yeah it was it was they they would do that the studios would kind of coordinate sometimes and I remember I think it was something like I was already over there the trip was getting close and they said and then there's this brave junket in in Scotland can you can you can you tack that on to your trip oh like, if I have to if I have to and that was, <laughs> actually I, I think I'm conflating some of these because there was a Prometheus uh, junket in there too. So the, uh, I mean, Prometheus- when you fly around the world to, co- to, to, co- to talk to movie stars and cover movies, I mean, it's easy just to everything, you know, it just all blurs together. It, 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 is, it, was, a while ago. it was a while ago, but you know, we would call ourselves the junketeers and a lot of us would see each other at these junkets and we'd be, you know, sometimes traveling on the same plane and sharing the same hotel rooms and, you know, you get to know everybody and, and you also get to know the actors and the stars and it, it's, it's, it's a pretty funny situation. It's it's interesting. It's it's unreal a, a little bit. We have one writer on a couple laps ago who talked to Luke Evans, who plays Owen Shaw yes. in this movie, like on for four different movies, and like they like he wrote, he started yes. remembering her by the end because just like oh it's you again, like you know because yes. they they wouldn't talk in between, but just like oh yes here's my new movie and here you are again. So it's it's a weird dynamic that like you don't think of, but I guess yeah it's a thing. Be- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and I we we knew each other you know a little well, bit man. like I'm not gonna say we knew each other but like he knew who I was so we we would you know see each other at these interviews and the junkets and why well, when Cameron he was like he was actually very happy to see you today I could tell and was like, well, you know, we've seen each other a lot over the past few years. When he inevitably wins Best Actor for Power of the Dog, I will expect him to thank you in his. Speech, <laughs> so will... Oh my god. I will keep an eye out for that. So, okay. So now, now that we know you've gone all the way back to the beginning, you are a fan. Did you rank the movies from favorite to least favorite? I did. I did. Can you please hit us with those, either from the bottom up or top down, whichever way you want to do it. And the one question I have to ask, are you including Hobbs and Shaw? I'm not including Hobbs and Shaw. So, and, and my list, my ranking might um, come out a little bit different than other people's because, um, well, I'll just explain it as I go. Well, that's the exciting part. That's the exciting part. That's why we're here. (laughs) Okay. And I'll start from the bottom, but I'll get, I'll talk more about it as I get closer to the top. So number nine, F9. Wow. Okay. Number eight, Turbocharge. Number seven, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Number six. The Fate of the Furious. I love Charlize Theron, but I don't like her with dreads. Just saying. Fair. Fast and Furious 6 is my number five. Um, okay. I actually was surprised that it was so far down on the list because that was it was my intro into the series. And, you know, it, it, it really raised the stakes. Like, more action than ever. Um, and it kind of, like, arguably marks the start of those, like, physics-defying stunts that are just so beyond like what the rules of gravity the rules of physics yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) number four too fast too furious and here's one i i think is a little bit underrated john singleton you know the director sure um best you know he, he he his focus in the film and by all means the first ones the first one and the second one you know they're not as high budget as the other ones. It's, there, there yep. is definitely a difference between all of these. But um, 
I think he illustrated like the culture of street racing. This one's the most grounded in reality of, of the series. There's real humans or they're not archetypes. And it's also introducing Tyrese, who Singleton had worked with um, at a prior movie. And Tyrese... The ba- baby is, Boy, right? Yeah, Baby Boy, exactly. Uh, 2001, I believe. And Tyrese, I was actually surprised because I watched I watched these, you know, out of order. So Too Fast, Too Furious, I, I, I watched well after I'd seen the other ones. And I was bowled over by his acting performance. And, and then I'm realizing, oh, wait, Tyrese worked with John Singleton before and... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it made me realize I think he's a little bit underutilized in the series now. Like, why don't we see more Tyrese storylines? He's he's got the acting chops. Well, he's going to be a detective in Morbius, coming to theaters eventually. So, you know, <laughs> well, and so so it'd be nice to see like a second wind of his career. I, I, I oh think, for sure. I think he's he's owed. Um, and also, Eva Mendes, she's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it also has a nostalgia factor. It's so old by now. It's 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 just fun to see these actors in in as you know when they were younger. And then Furious Seven is my number three. Uh, not only is it a great popcorn flick, but Paul Walker's send off is absolute perfection. I got chills, you know, as it was as I watched it for the first time in theaters. Fast Five, number t- my number two. It's it is you know pretty much depend- and this is the surprise part because you're wondering why is it not number one? Because objectively, it is the best film of all of the you know fast films. Correct. But, <laughs> but I am a nostalgia junkie, so for me personally, Fast and the Fast and the Furious, the original is is my favorite. I, I also did a lot of research about that film, and I interviewed. Yeah, I interviewed the uh, Rob Cohen. director. Yeah, Rob Cohen, and found out a lot of fun factoids about it. Used to live just like um, a couple miles away from the original Fast and Furious house in Echo Park, Los Angeles. All right. Did you go there? I did one day because you know we were doing. I was doing a bunch of research. Was writing all these stories about Fast and Furious. So a friend of mine was over at my house in Silver Lake. I go, let's go, let's go see it. Let's go see it. So we get in my car and we drive over to Echo Park and and I, I'm like, that's it. That's the house. And I rolled out my window. <laughs> I rolled out my window. I go, ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. I highly recommend it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the house. If you ever no. come out to, if you ever come out to LA, you sh- you should go see it. You should go. Well, check we, out the house. I mean, you're invited. We don't have the logistics in place yet, but on January third, twenty twenty seven, so one three two seven, their address, the 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 movie address, not the real address. Okay. We are going to have a party there. Uh, hopefully, we are invited. Hopefully, they don't it's okay. know that yet. They don't okay. know that yet. Well. But yeah. you are invited, so you please join our one three two seven party. Oh heck yes, heck yes! Oh my gosh! So yeah, and when I interviewed um, Neil, uh, he was he just couldn't go on enough about how how much fun it was filming in the house and how you know Vin and Michelle kind of had the hots for each other apparently, and then and then Paul had a crush on Jordana, and so it was just funny to hear about hear about all of that because that was at the very beginning it's it's a piece of nostalgia uh in a post you know fire festival world uh, (laughs) 
seeing Ja Rule, you know, in, in, in scenes now is like extra hilarious. And, you know, his scenes kind of all seem to revolve around like the party aspect of it. So it's, it, is a, it is a bit of a grand irony. So here actually, here's a question we don't ask everybody. We've asked some people, but I think based on the way that you distinguish between favorite and best and the way that you rank them, one thing that Joe and I always talk about when a new movie is going to come out, so we did before Hobbs and Shaw, we did before F9, because mm-hmm. those are the mm-hmm. two that we that came out while we are doing this. What do you think the odds are that with one of the two main movies that we have left, 10 and 11 or 10 1 and 10 2, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. what do you think the odds are that it will be better critically structurally better than five or mm. separately because it's a different question yeah. what do you think the odds are that you like it more than one because we're always like ah like probably yeah. not yeah. but maybe because like you know joe and i both i think have five number one but it's like five six and one and kind of three are like the ones that like people mm-hmm. seem to love it interchangeably at the top but like mm-hmm. i don't know that we'll get a better movie than five but i'm wondering because you you very clearly distinctly separated good from favorite like yeah yeah what do you think the odds are that any movie that comes out in this franchise is going to be better than five or you'll like more than one or do you think that like that's a no-go probably never going to happen i would you know i don't want to be uh, skeptical but you know, just from my personal taste palette and then also knowing you know critics probably not these things have taken on a life of their own and it's 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 like almost an amusement park ride at this point yeah so it's it's that is and and it'll it will continue to make billions billions of dollars yes uh if it continues on that track so for it to pull back and do like no we're gonna do we're gonna do the backstory of we're gonna tell a story yeah (laughs) like i don't know like (laughs) i can't even make anything up we're gonna we're gonna have him running a um a nonprofit for poetry for jam. Yeah, exactly. It's, no, I don't. Yeah, it's they're not going to go in that. There's no reason. Like, oh wait, you know, unless unless you know, uh, uh, Vin Diesel. You know, he's a major producer on the film. Unless he's hell bent on winning an Oscar or getting nominated, he's like, this is the one I'm going to get nominated <laughs> for. You know. <laughs> F10 in black and white, yes, directed yeah. by Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's a silent film. Yeah, yeah, co-starring Johnny Depp. No, I... <laughs> we don't know that that's not going to happen. It could happen. I don't know. It, it might. Yes. We don't know. <laughs> so now, before we talk about Fast and Furious 6, we have some very difficult either-or questions. Are you ready to find out? So we learn a little bit more about you before we talk. Okay. Are you ready for some questions? Yes. So, yes. Would you consider yourself more of a Brian or a Dom? You can also explain these answers or not. It's totally up to you if you want to remain a mystery or whatever. More Brian, more Dom. It's a little bit of both, but if I have to choose, I I guess it would be Dom, mainly because, like, Brian is so cool and laid back. And it's, Ah. like, at a level I I could never achieve. So he's, he's just the pinnacle of just, like, cool California guy. You know, it's nice to have a pro-Brian sentiment on the podcast. I feel like that's sometimes hard to come by. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Paul Walker! I know. You don't have to tell us. You have to tell, like, half of our guests or yeah. more. <laughs> wow. Now, conversely, are you more of a Mia or a Letty? Hmm. Well, I guess it would be it's Letty. It's Letty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, in the first movie, this is not either or, this is open-ended. In the first movie, if you'll remember, Brian and me are doing dishes. Vince comes in drunk to pick on them, and he's, you know, taunting Brian, wear a dress, blah, blah, blah. And Mia asks Vince, hey, what's the name of that restaurant you want to take me to? It's got the wood tables, the little red candles, the picadillo, the food all over the place. He tells her cha-cha-cha. She's like, Brian, you can take me there. So now... And by the way, cha-cha-cha is a real restaurant. Oh, I think we found that on, on Google Maps. It's I think dead we now. found that. It died it, even it, before it is, pandemic. Is, no, but I used, I used to go there. Ooh. No, it like before like the movie? Blocks. It was No, not before the movie. It was a couple blocks from where I lived. And, was it good? Uh, yes. It was um, Caribbean style food. Ooh. Yeah, so you have a go-to dish there? Served, like, what did you get? really great sangria. And I got paella there one time. And Did you have, like, a go-to dish there? Were you like, oh, man, you know what? The paella there is the best. Like, what was your favorite thing that you ate there? I remember with everything, they would serve, like, fried plantains. And it was just, like, that was oh. just mouth-wateringly good. Joey, yeah. with everything, they serve fried plantains. Yeah. <laughs> we might have the answer to this question. We might. So here's the question. And this, again, it might definitively solve it. I, I listened previously, so I know what the, the question yeah, is. Yeah. So, you know, Mia Mia describes food all over the place. If we say to you a restaurant has food all over the place, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that a worrying thing? Are you excited about that? What does the phrase food all over the place mean to you? It's perplexing, honestly. And I, I, I wonder if it was a line flub, if she messed up her line and they just kept it in because they were on a tight schedule. It was like the lowest budget movie ah. of all time with the food all what do you mean is it italian is it it's not descriptive it's or unless unless it's a place where they allow food fighting you know yeah. okay food Which fighting is, i can confirm i went to cha 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 so but i think <laughs> but i think that you i think that you're saying that they serve fried fried plantains with everything that might actually be the ticket that might be the real answer <laughs> the food all over the place that's yeah it's got those plantains all over the place Exactly. Mariah, are you more of a Tej or a Roman? Let's see. I guess Tej. I'm a ludicrous. I, I, I like ludicrous, and it's, I, I, I was into some of his music back in the day. So So now I think I know where you're going to go with this next question because of where you live. Are you more a fan of In-N-Out or Whataburger? In-N-Out. And I have this debate because my husband is from Texas. So he wanted me to try Whataburger. We went to Austin. I tried it. And Mm -hmm. I definitely In-N-Out all the way. Now, does he – so living in L.A. now, does he like – does he still prefer Whataburger or is he like In-N-Out more? Is he converted? You know, he he seems to not want to really take a side. He has, oh no! That, that, you know what that means that means, he, that means he likes In and Out more. He doesn't yeah. want to betray his, his state. That's what that means. Exactly. Yeah. He has friends right. who are very passionate about this debate. So that's fair. But we did let our. She's now my. Our daughter is two years old, and when she was a baby, she got Waterburger onesies. So oh. we, there were some onesies that were sent to us from his friends, and that's very cute. And I was very hilarious. Photographed in them. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Mariah, we are going to pull a job. I'm actually going to go out of order a little bit here. We're going to pull a job. We need to go steal $30 million. We're going to split it three ways. Are you in the field doing the work, or are you back in HQ like Ned in the Spider-Man movies as the man in the chair? Are you a racer who's out in the field doing the thing or a designer back in HQ? Gosh, it depends on where, where and what, what level of – how much experience I have in the field because I would do both. It's just – if I was very experienced, I would be in the chair. And if I wasn't, I would be 
in the field. So since I oh, don't you have... think okay, okay. <laughs> well, just kind of I think of it as like reporter editor. Like you know, when I didn't have as much experience, I was reporting more, and then when I had more experience, I was editing. Fascinating, and guiding. Because I would think that you would want the people in the field to be the more expert, but I oh, guess you're right. The you're, support. I mean, the support. You're, no, you're I, right, I think though. Actually, you bring up a good point. That's. I'll write down both. That's fine. There's always a door number three. <laughs> so now the good news is that we were successful on that heist. We sold the $30 million. We are going to go to Las Vegas or Rio or Monte Carlo, wherever we're going to go. We're going to put it on roulette. Are you putting your money on red or are you putting it on black? Red. Uncommon answer. I like it. Are you more a fan of American muscle or Japanese imports, or just any imports, but specifically Japanese. Hmm. See, that's tough because general imports, yes. So just say import, me imports, because okay. my first car was a '79 Super Beetle Volkswagen convertible. So import. Joe, between imports and Whataburger, I know we're sure, in, in and out. You know, I know yes. where things are coming down this episode. I know that I'm outnumbered. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> I know. Is the word oil one syllable or two? Interesting. Oh, I would have. Uh, hmm. Oh gosh. Technically, I mean, the answer it's, is one point five. It's a diphthong, but whoa. for the purposes of this argument, one or two. I know. I would have. Uh, I would have instantly said one. So I'll just go with my first response. But then when I thought about it further, it's like, oh, it could be two. So put me down for one. Okay. Sorry, I'm being so uh, indecisive. I'm no, not no, no, no. That's fine. Sides. I think there's a certain element of like you're going on a podcast to talk about Fast and Furious, and we're talking about wor- the way words are pronounced and hamburgers and just all of the nonsense. <laughs> so like, more fan of Corona or Belgian ale? Well, I'm a rosé person, but I'll go with Belgium because if I had to drink beer, that's that's the way I would go. On that job that we pulled, you were out in the field. You're like, I got to get out there. And we're like, Mariah, we need you to distract the room as best you can, the way that only Mariah can. We need you to sing a song karaoke style. What song are you singing? What is your distraction song so that me and Joe can go in the other room and do some stuff? For Your Love, The Yardbirds. I like that. I have a whole little dance kind of I do to it too. So. Oh, you have a dance but, number too. So right? that would that would well not a full choreographed thing, but you know I I have some moves that I you know want to do the karaoke to it. That's... And the important thing is that the street continues. That is another new song, another unique song on the playlist. So there we it go. Is. Okay. <laughs> so now if you if you listen to an episode, you know that this is another open ended debate, which doesn't really have an answer. Although we kind of have it narrowed down in the seventh movie. Roman says to the group, he's bragging, I, t- I shot that shit out the sky, but bow. And Brian says, the only thing I've ever heard you take down is no knees to knees at prom. And he says, really, Brian, you can do that right now. So if you hear a person described as having no knees, what does that mean to you? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it something like, ooh, that's mysterious? Or what does that mean? No knees blank. No knees Denise. You took down no knees Denise. Well, I mean, I listened to the last one. And I have to agree. It, it does sound like a reference to a sexual activity but um uh, and, and it's interesting that that shows up that line shows up so late in the series and yeah. uh, you know after yeah. after the me too movement honestly because it's it, it, either way you interpret that line it's it, it's kind of objectifying women Joe, have we had like positive connotation like i feel like people have been like not negative but i don't know if there's a, a positive way you can spin it no, it's derogatory in any way. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. but it's derogatory. It, like, it, yeah. it, it's just words that are just, like, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah very odd. 
So the two the two lines you've pointed out, like that restaurant with all the food, and then and then this, those are two very like huh head scratching lines. Well, like, that's the thing. What happens when you watch these? six seven eight nine ten times it's like i don't really care about the like <laughs> tank scene anymore it's like what lines did they maybe get wrong what does that mean right so yeah. that's what we're all about well that's what that's what leads me to want to ask you what made you to commit to to wanting to watch these over and over and over you know we had done some other projects and stuff but i had watched a fast and furious over and over and over and it's always okay. on tv and i was yeah. like i love these and okay. joey joey was like yeah like I love these two and we're like, Oh, that they're pretty interesting. And like the, you know, they've have a weird arc that doesn't make a lot of sense. And like all the movies are very different and it yeah. like, follows a strange <laughs> path. And so we were like, could we watch these forever? Like, would you ever get sick of watching these movies is pretty much the general like mm-hmm. baseline thing. And that's what we're trying to figure out. Between me and Joe and me and another guy on the network here, we've done a different like actor based podcast where mm-hmm. like Joe and I did Zach Efron and like some, you know, we, we pick actors that we love and mm-hmm. that we love mm-hmm. a lot of their movies. But like inevitably an actor you like is not going to only make good movies, movies you love. So like after sort of beating our head against the wall for a while, we're like, what if we only watched movies that we liked? Yeah. And so this okay. was a nice kind of like it was a right amount where you could sort of cycle through and like cut things in. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I would imagine on multiple viewings, and you know, you tell me, elaborate, please, it, that you could go deeper and geek out on the cars, maybe, or like, you know, that. Uh, I don't know that I'm ever going like, to get there. The mechanics of the action scenes, or you know, something like that, which is something that I don't personally get into. So you, you're not going to get there. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't care I'm about cars, which is the weird like, thing. What can you see? Uh, on viewing three that you didn't see on one like i i guess because i personally see the movies as being like a little bit disposable they're known as like a popcorn oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah, that's part of the challenge right yeah it is yeah what's really kind of given these new life is that like this is either the like this lap and the end of last lap this is the 10th time through but like we hadn't seen f9 like -hmm. this is the first time seeing half these movies having seen F9. So, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Dom has a brother. Like, maybe he was in the background. Like, who knows, right? But, yeah. like, so, like, okay. for instance, it's, it's, it's a very little thing here. But, like, one of the notes I took this time was that it's really funny to me. And, again, I might have noticed this before. I might have forgotten it. I don't know. But we hear Hobbs tell Dom, I need your team. And then we cut to Roman. And it's like, we don't need Roman. Like, Roman's the <laughs> last guy that we need. But it's something that I picked up on the 10th time through. Because, like, I'm not – I'm already sort of tuning out other things. Like, and mm-hmm. knowing where the movie goes, mm-hmm. I don't have to be surprised by it. But I can just like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, Dom, we need like, the best of the best. We need your team. We need Roman. It's Roman, bitches. It's like, no, we don't need this guy. This guy can stay in the sky. We don't need him. But, like, the movie cutting there is just very funny. I don't know if it's a joke. I don't know if it's a joke. It might be, but it's very funny to me. Like, it's that yeah. things like that where I'm just like, yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe. Well, and funny that you mentioned him and going back to what I was saying earlier, like his character has evolved into being s- s- entirely frivolous, right? Yes. Like, and if you watch oh, Too yeah. Fast, Too Furious, he's not frivolous at all. He's like, he's in singleton mode. He's like, you know, you could have plugged him into boys in the hood and you know he he would have worked in that film the the cartoonization if that's a word of exactly. roman is one of my is one of my big regrets and, and, Joe knows that. Like I've, and Tej. Yeah. they're like Tej too. especially in fast six 
or if we're, yeah. you know, I don't want to get jump ahead, but like, and especially in Fast Six, they're they're giving these lines are supposed to provide comic relief, and they're they're actually not very funny. So yeah. for both for both of them, you know, they we just know there's better material for them out there. For sure. Are you more of a Hobbs or a Shaw? Hobbs. Two very difficult characters personas to aspire to but <laughs> i applaud that i think i know where you're going based on how you what you what you mentioned about fate of the furious but in fate of the furious and f9 ms charlie starin academy award winner charlie starin go check out monster one of the best movies that i have zero interest in ever seeing again <laughs> in spite of being one of the generation's best actresses one of the most beautiful women most talented performers she has two terrible haircuts she's got the white girl dreads in fate mm-hmm. and she's got yep. like you know the karen bowl cut not <laughs> fashionable yeah. but kind of a bowl cut which of those two hairstyles do you prefer well the, even though i don't approve in the appropriation of the dreads they technically look better aesthetically on her so that would be my choice I respect the honesty. I like that. That was a swerve. I appreciate it that. Was a good, it was a good answer. That was a really good answer. The final question in this part is, do you have a favorite character in the franchise? Mm, let me think about that. Um, I should have had it. Could be a main this. character. Could be a background character. Sure, could be the sure. old lady eating noodles in Tokyo Drift. Whatever you want. I think it has to be Letty. Letty. Like she, cool. since the beginning, she's been given a lot of, meet in these movies the ones that she appears in she's not just like a girl in a bikini like by far yeah. in a way not and it's nice to see that representation like dating all the way back to the original and it's my understanding that it, um michelle rodriguez made sure of that like she was always fighting for her character and um like neil was telling me that you know she was saying she, you know, the, she's like, Letty needs a race in the in the original Fast and Furious. Letty needs a race. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to give you a race. Yeah, Letty's my favorite. Cool. I love it. So now to kick off the conversation about Fast and Furious 6, this movie in particular, like I mentioned, last lap was the lap that F9 came out in. So all lap long, Joe and I with our guests were talking about where do you think John Cena would be in this movie? Because he exists in this world, but he was not mentioned till nine. So where could he be? So this lap... Oh. We're taking a twist on family, and we're trying to expand the family to other people who might or might not exist. In this world of Fast and Furious 6, Mm -hmm. what character in this movie would you like to see another family member added to, if that makes sense? Like, would you want to see, like, Dom has a cousin in London or something? Or do you think that, you know, Owen Shaw has another sibling we don't know about? So no wrong answers, kind of open-ended. I'll give you a chance to think about it. But Joe, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I want the snippy guy that sells them the cars to have a twin brother that is also snippy. And there to be and there to be two of them for them to deconstruct instead of just one. Love that. Very cool. Thank you. I, I, I don't know if mine is actually possible because I think the answer is still also just Hobbs, but mine is similar. Okay. Because you know, this whole movie, to a certain extent, is like the, the, the bizarro version of our family, right? I want the bizarro version of Hobbs, and I want to have him team up with Hobbs. But I it's think, Dom. like... Wait, what? Dom is kind of bizarro Hobbs. No, I mean, so, like, in, in Owen's family, there's that guy that's in the interrogation room that Hobbs beats the shit out of, right? And, like, yes. that's bizarro Dom. Like, he already has a parallel. I want to see, like, whoever, like, has been hunting this family... 
I think it still might just be Hobbs. I don't know if there actually is another person, but I want like another, like an Interpol version of Hobbs or something, even though I don't think it necessarily works because he goes to Interpol and he like breaks yeah. that guy's hand, right? Like, yeah. but I want Hobbs to have a counterpart because like, you know, they try to, I think you're right, like Dom is the counterpart to Hobbs, but I want like another Hobbs. Like I want another- Bizarro like, Hobbs, not yeah. counter Hobbs, Bizarro. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like a, a, another guy who like could kind of bounce off him because I like the him in- Gina Carano, even though she's a terrible person now with weird views, whatever, who knows? <laughs> but like, I love Riley in this movie. Like, I love their interplay, but I want like another Hobbs. He has to like, and maybe he hates this guy that he's just like this motherfucker. I don't want to deal with him, but like, <laughs> yeah. he has to. So, <laughs> like, he has a partner that is equally big and jacked that he hates. Yeah, exactly. That is also kind of like on, like on on the gray side, right? right? Like he's like not justice. He's like, well, what if we just let him go? And you're like, because <laughs> that's the weird part about this movie is that so many people have basically another version of themselves, or just like there. There's a lot of possibilities that like we just like are off the table based on the plot of this movie. So like, I like the car salesman guy. I think just another Hobbs. I don't know. Like it's kind of a weird one. But Mariah, do you have someone, family member, friend, anyone you would like to see added in this movie for a wrinkle? You gave you gave me an idea. Like, what if that wasn't Letty? What what if that was her Ooh. identical twin, and we never even knew she existed until some real telenovela she, shit. She okay. pops up. I don't know. That's that's just what came to mind. But you mentioned um, Gina Carano, and watching it now, doesn't it take on more meaning? Like, especially the end when. Well, I guess there's no spoilers exist when. No. Michelle no, Rodriguez no, go ahead. shoots her out of the plane and and she says, what was that? Oh, you're on the wrong, wrong team. Wrong, you're on the wrong team, bitch. Man, it breaks my heart because she's so good in this and she's so great in Haywire. And just for her to, you know, who knows, right? But Yeah, yeah. But in the same way, re-watching Ja Rule on the first one. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's, there's things that take on extra weight now that, that should have happened. Should have happened, you know? Yeah. All right, Mariah, the floor is yours. Actually, no, hold on. I want to take I want to take a step back because, like, Joe, in the, in the intro, I talked about how I'm watching right now the Amazon Prime. I know what you did last summer. Yes. And, like, part of that is that, like, one, like the twist in the, in the first episode is that it's identical twins, both played by Madison Eisman, and one of them dies, but they think it's the other one. And so the entire show is all of her best friends being like, oh, yeah, you're the other one. But, like, they don't realize. It's just like, you are all so fucking stupid. Like, this is such a dumb premise. <laughs> like, I understand the twist, but just, like, does the dad not know? But no, she tells the dad in the first episode. So anyway, I love I love Mariah's idea that like it's not Letty, but like she somehow convinces like Letty's actually dead. This is like Bizarro Letty, but somehow yeah. she, she has convinced all the, the whole family. Of Letty yeah, she's like, oh yeah, end. no, like I know everything about everything. You you know, ride or die. Yeah, I I'm here too. It's just like okay, sure. I mean, it might as well be because even at, in the closing scene, she still is like do I know you to Dom? You know, like she yeah. still doesn't have all of her memories back. So <laughs> love it. It's a beautiful thing. All right, Mariah, the floor is yours. What do you want to talk about? Favorite parts, least favorite parts? Well, we have to talk about the runway scene, obviously, okay. obviously, Please. but the, I also want to talk about the last scene. So we can, we can go wherever you guys. No, uh, we've talked about yeah, nine times already, 10 times. This is, <laughs> we're in the past. Let's pick a place here. to start. Let's we'll start. Go. Let's, everyone's talked to the, about the runway scene. We'll talk about it, but why don't we talk about the last scene? And they're, okay. back, they're back home. I think, is this the first one where they started calling it the saga? The Fast and Furious it saga? Might be. You know, that, that <laughs> word started being, like, thrown around with the with the series. 
they have immunity, they're all back home, they can have a good old barbecue, and they haven't had, you know, that since a few movies prior at, at the, at Toretto's, you know, pad. And, um, the, there's the funniest part of that, of that sequence is when, um, Vin and Dwayne, the rock Johnson, they like, they stand kind of adjacent to each other and they want to talk to each other. They're having a big moment, but they can't look each other in the eye because they are just so, filled with machismo and they're so macho that it would be maybe too intimate. I don't know. And they have this <laughs> like moment where they're just like shoulder to shoulder. It's like, yeah, man, you know, <laughs> we're family now. You know, I don't know exactly what the line was that was recited, but um, I don't know that that always stood out to me just because it's like kind of awkward. It's like, you know, when you talk with someone, you usually look them in the eye. But you can't get both of them facing the camera. You can't get both of them facing the camera if they're looking each other in the eye. They need to be, like, side looking at the camera at the same time. I guess so. It was funny because, um, you know, I did the the junket and I was in London. And and that was a through-line question I asked the entire cast. And I said, what would happen if they actually looked each other in the eye in that moment? And they were like, they would explode. They would explode, you know, like it was, I think it was Luke Evans and, and Gina Carano were like, they would explode. And that was, that was kind of like, too the manly. Answer that, yeah, and yeah. They would explode or kiss. It was the Paul, and that was Paul Walker's answer. Rest in peace. That was his answer as well. <laughs> well, like what, what, what I like about that back, that backyard scene is that there's the, inherent in-universe drama of Letty and Elena both being there, but then there's the machismo yes, drama that you're talking awkward. about. That's right? awkward as like, well. That is awkward. Where they're like, oh, that's sexy as hell or whatever, but like we know now based on the, the, the news, like the tabloids is like, they hate each other. So like this is the beginning of that maybe? Who knows? But yeah, there's the awkwardness in the oh. scene and then the behind the scene. I don't know. It's... You mean Michelle Rodriguez and... or no. you're talking about Vin Diesel. You're talking about Vin Diesel and... and Vin Diesel Dwayne and Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, the only thing I have to say about that is I've interviewed The Rock um, multiple times, and he is a pro. He is so nice. So it surprises me. I would venture to guess he's not necessarily the instigator, but I know nothing. So that's that's just my that's what we've care. That's what we've come to come to feel as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it, it all all roads lead home to that answer apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way to tie in the fast. You gotta do it if it's there. You Language take there, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I told you the story how I used to live near the house. So that house is like, it's such a it's such a big deal for the whole series, and it's cool that the series is grounded around that house around you know, their location in, in Los Angeles. And they've Which, even rebuilt it on the new one. So is is the yeah. backyard also like, I know movie magic sometimes, but is the front and the back, is that still all the same property? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And okay. the thing is, in, in what was it, in 7, where the house explodes, I, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. quite sure that was like movie magic. Like they might have recreated the front of the house or if you go by that house, like I think it just has renters in it. It's really nothing to write home about. It's just like a house like any other on the street. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, Joe has a, do you want to you say your, your dream on, of living on that street? 
I want to live on that street, but I want to live in the house across the street. So when I wake up in the morning and like pull my <laughs> curtains aside, I see Toretto's house out my window. Yeah. And like you like drink your coffee and you just stare there and you're like, yeah, that's where the barbecue is. And then then you go about your day. I think that's that would be the best way to wake <laughs> up in the world. And it's not white. It was only painted white for the movies. And you might already know. You might have already read. Uh, it was painted white to show off the color of the cars, the bright color of the cars. Is it cars. still white, or did they paint it a different no, color? It's again? a different color. It's a different color. Okay. Yeah. And by, by now, though, I drove by it like my, like seven years ago. It was, a, it was a while ago. So I don't even know what color it is now. It could be, you know, painted a completely different color. Who knows? Maybe they're taking, take, maybe they painted it white and, and are taking. Giving tours, Fast and Furious tours. <laughs> if you said it's like, if you said it's just like, you know, renters, there's no way that this should not be like a gigantic Airbnb banana. Yeah. Oh, that right? would be amazing. I don't, you know, there could be. This was like as of like eight years ago that I, I so there might be something up with the house now. No, it's, it's definitely, it's blurred on Google Maps. We've learned. So I think that whoever has it doesn't want it to be like a spectacle as much. Good luck stopping that. I have an idea to throw off you guys. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> so since you've watched it multiple times, and it, it it makes me think that the movie might be a ton more fun if you were interacting with it, like like the Rocky Horror Picture Show style, like yelling specific lines of the screen whenever someone crashes their car, or turn it into some sort of drinking game. It, people love these films, and that would be a way to make you want like doing fun for for audiences, general audiences. The room, you throw spoons type situation. Exactly, exactly. I would really, really enjoy that as well. I, oh, I, I, I need to think deeper to get like what the the keys would be. Yeah, I'm assuming like, like family would be just one. A general idea, and you could if if it were turned into that, you'd have to really think about like okay, you and you know, could like retour with the this? first one and like have it be you know and bring like Hector with you right for the movie or something. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That would be a lot of fun. I would really enjoy that. Uh, so there's, I think there's a couple of components. I think because I'm thinking from the draft house point of view, like the menu you would pair with it, you could you could sell the fat burger and fries. It wouldn't be two ninety five, be more than that, right? Oh, yeah, tuna sandwiches, obviously. Okay. You could have. So I think in terms of throwing, you know, spoons at the the screen, you could do like I don't know, like some kind of like like lightweight stuffed animal shrimp, where like I can pay for my own shrimp, like throw the shrimp at the screen, Ooh. maybe <laughs> like little shrimps. So you could have like a bunch of little stuffed animal shrimps. Yeah, kind of awesome. like, you know, like the, the, the Red Wings fans throw octopus on for their hat tricks yes. and stuff, right? Just These would like, be you know, not real animals. These would be yeah. stuffed, yeah. Another, like, because these movies make so much money, but, you, you know, if you think about it, like, Disney, they make most of their, their like, profits from toys, plushie toys and merchandise. And there this, are a lot this, of Fast and Furious toys out there. Oh, Do no. Okay. Because I, I, yeah, I'm not familiar. I'm like, it, it feels like there's money on the table uh, in a way from a business standpoint like <laughs> no um, we we do buy a lot of fast and furious toys every year to donate to a toy drive and there are a lot of fast oh my and God. furious toys well see i didn't yeah. know interesting learn something new why it's well, i don't understand the the demographic i mean like i get like cars but like fast and furious branded toys that are like you know for yeah, there are not enough for Small adults, children. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, Joe's wife and I each bought 
they have like put out was it two years ago? Yes, like yes. the first summer yeah. of the pandemic, they put out a hundred dollar Lego Technics, like the the kind of like mechanics, the bigger like more like actually works that Dom's chargers, like a thirteen hundred piece car. You built the car, like the pistons worked and everything it was really cool. But like I would buy more of that, but I don't think that there's more. It's just like it's like action figures and like Hot Wheels and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. there's not like yeah. actual. You know, for people with disposable income, I, th- I think you're right. Like, there's a lot more, like, you know, you could spend $500 on an Iron Man figure or whatever. But, like, I don't know that that's really out there for, for these. So, yeah. Well, there is there is the Fast Ride at Universal. And um, I actually went when they were, like, previewing it to press. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, because I instantly was like, well, there should be a ride. And I'm like, duh, there is a ride. There is a ride. I've been on the ride. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I found the address on Zillow. It yeah. is... So it was sold last sold in ninety nine. So I think yeah. whoever owned it when they you know let the let the movie use it still owns it. They sold it for two hundred. I, I know that this is it doesn't really mean anything because it's twenty two years twenty three years ago now. No, but, they sold it for two two hundred twenty three thousand yep. dollars. It's now estimated at one point six million. Yeah, that whole neighborhood is like the cheapest house in the neighborhood is like a million or like eight hundred thousand. So like that whole like mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, it's crazy. Man. It has gentrified hardcore since, you know, and it is funny because they chose that location because it was so inexpensive for the first film. So sure. it's, it's just like a grand irony. There, there was something. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you. Well, I guess we should. T- I mean, we should talk about Paul Walker, right? Please hit us with it. Yeah. Other people have indicated, you know, you go on these junkets, you interview all these stars. And so, I, you know, I've interviewed ryan gosling i've interviewed oh well we we also had a podcast about him we did all his movies too, <laughs> yes, so we did. We're, we're very what movie Big did you fans. interview him for what was it gangster squad yeah gangster oh squad. gangster squad okay but cool I very cool i also interviewed him for um the stock market movie uh the big, the, the, the big, big short. short, the big short. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've interviewed him at least twice. Okay. So I'm just saying that, for example, I've been interviewed guys, leading men, heartthrobs. Heartthrobs. I will say the the Paul Walker. I, I'm like, oh my god! I didn't even really know much about him when I went to the junket. And so you fangirled that more over him than over I, the other guys. Well, I will just say this: like you, you, we walk. You walk in. They're like, and you're up. You know, you're like, you're you're waiting your turn to do these like interviews. Sure. And it's just like, and you're okay. up. And you know, you walk in, and all of a sudden it's like Jim Carrey or John Travolta, and it's like, oh, that, <laughs> that's really them. It's not a wax figure. It's the actual. You know, <laughs> actor. yeah, that would be and weird. They actually part of part of the reason for this too is they they sat me down right next to uh, Paul Walker. We were just like shoulder to shoulder, he, and he he leans over and looks at me. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is the dreamiest man I've ever met in my life." And I don't do that. See, I didn't do. I do. I didn't do it with like Ryan Gosling or you know anyone else. And um, so it's just it's just to say that he he was that dreamy. And and some actors you meet in person, and you know you just you do your interview, whatever. But this is someone who had like almost like a palpable charm, you know, kind of charisma, like a like a Ooh. presence, like a presence. Like that's so awesome. No one's gonna say that he was the best actor in the world or whatever, but whatever that was, it was it 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 translated that day. That's for sure. I was like, and and he had those like crystal blue eyes. It was just like I I lost all concentration. That's for sure. 
So I just thought that was interesting because no, just, I love oh. it because <laughs> I try. I, I imagine that just like I I've never met Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a chance to. And Joe, to. you never will. I know that's. And I say I won't oh, have a chance to. Oh, but I. Yeah. But I do see that like it, he exudes charm even on film, right? Like he seems very, very charming, very charismatic, and he and he seems like even the actresses that he's playing against have this same kind of like wispy, dreamy feel but, when they're around him, right? Like so, it, it tracks. Guy. He's a dreamy yeah. guy. So, um, and then another thing on that is, you know, during that junket, it was in London and there was this, um, there, we had a little bit of downtime. And so a fellow junketeer, James Rocky, who has since passed away, he passed away recently. So RIP, I want to do a shout out to him. Uh, he, he represents like my introduction to the series too. And I watched the film with him in London as well. And so we had some downtime. So he and his wife and I went to, um, this interactive David Bowie exhibit that was, that was happening there. And I got a poster from the exhibit. The exhibit was amazing. Um, I don't know if that exhibit still tours, but highly recommend. And so I, I come back from the junket and I have this poster and I keep meaning to frame it. So like a month or two, it was like, I want to say it was like, it was definitely more than a month later. I go one weekend. Okay. I'm going to frame this poster, start framing the poster. And that's when the news crossed that Paul Walker had been, had died. And I just thought it was so strange. I'm like, I'm finally getting to frame this poster that I got in London during the junket and Paul Walker died. It was so strange. It was just such a strange confluence. Yeah. of things and so yeah no I, I yeah that was i mean there's been very few like you know bob saget just died i know that a lot of people are very upset about that like there have been very few celebrity deaths that like hit me but i feel yeah. like he was one where i was just like oh, that, that sucks yeah. yeah and it was strange too because i had just met him for the first i like, i just met that guy it's yeah it's not oh that's horrible you know and it was like thanksgiving weekend or whatever right like it was a bad time of well, year it it's was. Just, yeah. yeah that's right that's right uh, what else about Fast and Furious 6? Are, are there things that, so, okay, so here's a question. Uh, maybe it's just that, like, you love the other ones more, but I think you have this, what, at number five, right? Yeah. So, like, what is it about, is it just that other ones are better? Or, like, what about this movie keeps I it from it being higher be on your higher. list? higher. It's like, if you compare Fast 5 to Fast 6, Fast 6, just, it, that's when it starts going into, as you mentioned, cartoon land. I call it the flying squirrel move. Uh, Dom launches himself in the air yeah. to catch Letty, who is, launched into the air to to miraculously land on a car it was it was quote unquote the leap of faith you know and then, what cracks me up too is later letty's like how'd you know that we were gonna land safely you know and he's like i didn't and <laughs> <laughs> so and but the the flying squirrel thing that's when i was like okay this is this is going a little bit did you watch any of the other movies before you went to London to watch six? I'm like, quite did you revisit sure, them? I'm quite sure I did. This is a while ago. So I had to have been at least watching some clips and, you know, I wanted to be prepared. But I also knew I was going to watch the movie there. So, you know, I, what I do at screenings is, you know, bring a notepad and take, take lots of notes because I want to make sure that I can bring up things that stood out to me about the film. Sure. 
this is a, a very dumb question that in a screening are the lights like is is it as bright in the is it is it as dark in the theater as it is normally or do they like know that people are going to be taking notes and they like leave a little bit more light on no no i i would always i always looked around i was like literally the only one taking notes oh really yeah okay that seems weird to me i would be taking notes too joey that's a good question i actually was thinking the same thing because i feel like you know like i've i've gone to like film festivals like fantastic fest and stuff like that where like i know that people are there to ostensibly like cover that for whatever yeah and i i've seen some people take notes i don't think it's like wild but it's i guess like most people are just there to kind of you know watch the movie then just i don't know i don't know some people are, I don't have a great short-term memory. So I, you know, I, I feel I take the notes because I'm afraid I'll forget, you know, some people have like steel trap memories. Like there are critics. Cause I would go to screenings where critics were there not taking notes at all. And then their, their review is just like chock full of details. Oh, I can remember all these details <laughs> or maybe they're getting screeners. They watch it a second time. I don't know. <laughs> You know, you asked before why we do this podcast. It's like, well, because like every other week when we watch these movies, like, you know, we're still watching and still taking notes. So we're not like skipping it or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, it's also like you can kind of, you know, on autopilot a little bit because like, you again, course, you know what's yeah. coming, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There's, some, there's something nice to that. Plus, I personally just don't rewatch enough movies. So like, this is a very yeah. sort of specific thing to do. Yes, yeah, exactly. But it's not like, you know, Groundhog Day or Inception or, you know what I mean? Like a Christopher Nolan movie where you can... Uh, watch and see things see new things each time but maybe you do we see new things but it's not it's not the way it it it, it rewards rewatching in a way that like doesn't really make sense that we kind of like forced to make sense so i don't know interesting well one thing that stood out to me about fast six too is like uh mia jordana played by jordana brewster she's like kind of like the yoda of the group she has these lines i like that in the beginning like uh dom's gonna go after letty and brian's like she's dead i know how this works and and he's like i'm going and then brian's like i'm going with you even though they just had a baby i'm I'm going with you you know i'm gonna risk my life and and jordana or mia should have been if it were me i'd be like no dude we just had a baby you're staying home yeah she's like we're family you must go, you know, and she says it in this very like Yoda-esque way. And then, and then when they find out, uh, when they find, you know, Letty in London and, and they see her in real life, she's like, Letty's alive. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's like, it, cause they were debating. It's good. It's bad, but it's bad. Letty. Should we save her? Should we not? <laughs> she might turn against us. She tried to kill me, you know? And it's like, but that's all that matters that she's alive, you know? So I just thought it was funny how she came out with these like words of wisdom that pushed that coincidentally pushed the story along, pushed the plot along. When I was, when I was watching it this time, I was thinking like in that scene, the, the one that you described before the the last one that like Brian, like Brian sees the pictures from Dom. Dom's like, look, there's yeah. pictures of Letty. Yeah. What? What would why is Brian trying to stop Dom from doing like if there's any sliver that like his friend, mm-hmm. his friend's wife slash girlfriend, long term girlfriend is possibly alive? Why would you try to sway him? He didn't believe it. He thought that that Dom was getting played, so he was trying to protect Dom. I I I, I okay. thought that tracked. I thought it tracked. Yeah, I pull that shit all the time or whatever he said, right? Like, he's like, I used to be a shitty cop, too. Now I'm just a shitty friend. Exactly. (laughs) 
Well, actually, he's a he's a shitty father because he's leaving yeah. his baby. True. <laughs> but it's it's just like it's so weird to me that the like. He's like he instantly thinks like oh the cops are trying to fuck him like there's no possible way that Letty's yeah, 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 alive yeah. and we're like we didn't see a body like come on man like you don't think there's possibly a shot like he'd be like I don't know man maybe not but he's like nope it's wrong she's dead don't yeah, worry about it yeah. bud well those are the details that they don't get into like they never had a whole thing about oh we needed to get her retrieve her body so we could bury it or you know those are the details yeah. we don't know that that aren't covered. Yeah, that's what we want. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what we're... <laughs> well, like, what's crazy, like, I don't know if you've gone into this, like, w- with your with your affinity for the first movie, but, like, there were, like, 30 or 35 minutes of deleted scenes for the first movie. And, like, I bring this up every time as this example, but, like, Vince has this whole backstory where his mom is sick in the hospital. Uh-huh. And so, like, he's all pissy because not only is, you know, he losing his girl to this guy who he hates, and this guy who he hates is also, like... You know, he's losing his friend and his girl and blah, 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 and mm-hmm. whatever. And this guy's mm-hmm. also a cop. But, like, also his mom's in the hospital. It's like, well, that's kind of a hat on a hat. But also, like, there's, like, these, like, backstory character moments where we're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's kind of fascinating. So, like, as the movies go on, there's kind of fewer and fewer deleted scenes, even though Hobbs and Shaw is, like, a million. Mm. But, like, there's, like, weird backstories where it's, it wouldn't necessarily be crazy if we got, like, some kind of, like, oh, like, here, we're, like, looking for Letty's dead body or whatever. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're yeah. Sherlock Holmesing it or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, what if they did like fast kids? Like Dom is a Dom as a kid. Like they do, uh, with, like <laughs> you know, the Chris, Chris Rock, or you know, there are the what's the other one? Oh, the one that the, the Rock does. You know, Young the, Rock. Yeah, Young Rock. Yeah. There's gotta well, be do you know? I mean, do you know about Dom, Fast and Furious? Young Dom. <laughs> fast and Furious Spy Racers on Netflix. Do you know about this? Oh, I've heard you talk about it, and I meant to check it out. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is. What is it? I don't know that you're going to love it as a grown adult, but, you know, <laughs> if your two-year-old is looking for... Yeah, like, it's it's about Dom's teenage, question mark, cousin Tony. Okay. And it's just, like, you know, it's kind of like young Fast and Furious. So it's not young Dom as much as just, but yeah. Yeah. It's okay. animated, though, so... So it's, it kind of exists. It doesn't yeah. exactly. It doesn't exist in the form that we would want it, but, like, mm-hmm. it does kind of exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question for the two of you. How many vending machines do you think Hobbs has shot in his career? <laughs> that was a harsh move in that in that scene. It's just like boom, get whatever you want. It's like oh, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you aimed correctly. That seems dangerous, and there's like a wall behind it. Like, what if that bullet ricocheted off the wall? Yeah, yeah. Like that's a very flagrant thing to do. Like that. Like he has no gun safety. Mm-hmm. Well, on that same point in the in the runway scene uh vin comes in you know shotgun blazing uh is he not afraid that that mia could get caught in friendly fire like he's just going yeah. for it you know your sister's right there dude like come exactly. on like, let's have some kind of tact here i feel like dom like you know we've seen dom carry a shotgun since the first movie right like dom like i think we're just supposed to believe that these guys are the best in the world the most accurate they never miss all this different <laughs> yeah. stuff and so like he's not going to miss the vending machine it's not going to ricochet you know Mia's not going to get caught in friendly fire even though in reality yeah that probably probably would happen yeah you know, Fast Six was Fast Five did take place in Rio, but Fast Six felt like kind of like extra global. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, it starts in Spain, then there's things going on in Moscow. Tej, I think he's in Mexico, and then Japan, and and London's most of it in London. London, yep. and mm-hmm. then they all, you know, 
unite in London. So that I think they were trying to. Uh, I got I got the sense they were trying to you know go after the global market in a more of like, course yeah real mm-hmm. real way, which works because they make a billion dollars right. So it, yeah. it paid off. Yeah, that was the that was like the stepping stone to entering the billion dollar market for sure. Like Fast Six is the last fast movie to essentially before the series started entering the the billion dollar market i wonder when i mean i i know it's different issues or whatever but like you know they haven't really gone to china right like they've done tokyo obviously but like they haven't right. done china china's a, the biggest Huge. box office in the market yeah. in the world right so yeah you think they'd even they'd at least do a spinoff or something i think that you're on to something i think that uh, China has to be the final frontier. I think the 10 has to take place in China just to be like, to really hammer it home and make it like a gigantic movie. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like that's kind of the last place that they've left out. Like, right. that has to be one of their biggest markets for the films in general. And to have one that was like shot there has to be like, I think almost they were like saving China. Interesting. Maybe. Interesting. Like drift along the bur- uh, the the Great Wall, <laughs> like drift on the Great Wall. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that's what we're leading up to. One thing that struck me is uh, a lot of their activities are relatively COVID friendly. They tend to pair off into their respective pods, and a lot of their <laughs> activities are distanced. And if you even <laughs> If you even look at them, like, at their London headquarters, if you look at, they are spaced so far apart in that room, like, in the warehouse, you know, they're spaced, like, all physically distanced. I wonder how much of that is, like, movie, which is like, oh, well, we don't actually have Tej and, Vin, and, and you know, we don't have Ludacris and Vin Diesel that day. It was, they can't be in the same shot. Like, I, I don't think it's there yet, but it's, it might be getting close to that point where they're all, like... I don't know, but so maybe part of it's scheduling, but maybe part of it's just like, oh, interesting. yeah, that's just, yeah, I don't know. No <laughs> yeah, idea. We, can, we're, yeah, we have Tej and Roman, and that's what we're doing this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And since we have Tej and Roman, we are not really getting anything story-wise done. It's just the comic relief this week, so everybody yeah. take it easy. We are just uh, relaxing this week. <laughs> Put your no feet heavy up. lifting. Well, if you think about it, Fast 6 especially, I mean, all the films to a certain extent, but... Oh, a good share of the quote-unquote acting, I shouldn't say quote-unquote, but a good share of the acting is taking place behind the wheel. I wonder what that's like for the actors. Just, oh, ah, ooh, wait, wait, what's happening? A giant tank is about to hit my car, you know? (laughs) There has to be a challenge in that, too, because, you know, you're you're acting against, you know, nothing, a a direction that you're given. Well, that's like, you know, we've talked about that. Joe, what were we talking about? Was it like martial arts movies? Like the thing you you think about, like just how hard acting is and how weird acting is on its own. And then you factor in like literally anything on top of that, whether it's like Gosling singing and dancing or like people here fake driving and acting or like martial arts movies. Just like, yeah fight choreography not that it's the most difficult thing in the world but like it's such like a weird specialized set of skills that like most people probably couldn't do effectively then to be believable to be like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm telling a story like you're you're i'm engrossing you to the point where you're gonna forget that i'm an actor in a car and you're just like gonna be sucked in the narrative just like it's such a weird confluence of things that feels like a magic trick every time it gets done well yeah um, when it comes to like the 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 longest airline airplane runway. tarmac runway in the world, <laughs> I was reading like the one of the writers 
he addressed that and and he said sure the runway's like 26 miles long that's like on the high end of estimates like actual like air air aviation experts and you know uh, physics people have have actually analyzed and gone on the record of the i think the the runway is like 15 miles long and then the, the high end is like 26 i'm sure it's 26 <laughs> miles but he he that wasn't a factor that wasn't a deterrent for he he just wants to ensure that uh viewers are just wrapped up in the scene and and you know as long as it doesn't take away from the entertainment value is basically his argument that was not something that i noticed joe did you notice that the first time you watched it like the craziness of that because i feel like you're engrossed in the scene and then like it's only if you're like taken out of it or maybe if you watch it again but am i am i crazy did you realize how long it was the first time you were watching it (laughs) yeah i i was watching it i definitely was watching it in my house and there was like a point where like they're still going and i was like are they still on this fucking run like this plane still moving and like and i like laughed and then like went back into it but i did have like a a moment of reason where i was just like they've been on this fucking runway for like 10 (laughs) minutes now like not realizing actually how long it was but like at one point i was like they're still fighting on this like the plane's still moving right yeah Yeah. (laughs) what else about this movie anything any other notes any other thoughts about fast and furious we still got some games to play so we're not like chasing you out of here but i don't want to i don't want to shortchange you or anything else about this movie that you want to talk about you want to cover um i think we've pretty much covered it there was one thing oh yeah it was this is like kind of silly i you already told me how you found out how you how you guys tracked me down but i was actually thinking it might have been because because my quote appears on the dvd cover of the of the film whoa no what i did not know that we didn't know that tell us for this film six six if you you can i have a call i need to go get it i'll be right back you keep talking okay all right so how did this happen depends on which copy you have if it's like the one that kind of came out when it was first the dvd was coming out but um joey has a couple so he's gonna okay. i'm sure he's gonna grab all them right, yeah he has right. a couple different so versions. then we'll let him recite the quote when it's when he finds it so was it on like the first dvd the first blu-ray yeah, yeah, has first, it been on both I, the, I i think it's it's on the dvd i don't know if it's on the blu-ray it might have appeared on like multiple things um but after these junkets, you know, they asked the, the, the studio publicist asked you, what did you think of the film? Can you write down, you know, a few lines of what you thought? And those are, you know, if they decide it's something they want to use um, in their marketing materials, they ask for permission. They say, and then how do you want to be cited? Do you want it to be yeah. from not Yahoo Movies or do you want it to be Mariah from Mariah Doty from Yahoo Movies, blah, blah, blah. So they liked my quote. It was like one of the first junkets I ever did. And then, and then the quote, you know, like I nailed it on the first time. But Highest it's octane action yet. That's amazing. <laughs> what did you say? What was it? Can you repeat it? The, no, I don't have it, unfortunately. So I have. So, OK, I counted because this is it's crazy. I think I might have alluded to this before, but there are 10 movies, right? There is the nine yeah. movies plus Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. On my DVD shelf, I have 21 copies of these movies. Wow. <laughs> Because, like, I just keep buying them or whatever. Yeah. But I have two different Fast and Furious 6, but they're both 4K. One's a steelbook. It doesn't matter. It's fancy. It, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But they don't have the, the regular cover. So yeah. Yeah. your quote, like, the it, it, you did not make it to the, the reissues, but nobody did. So, yeah. yeah. Man. What is the quote? Can you read it to me again? Yeah, Can he you wants read to hear the quote. 
highest octane action yet. Oh, that's a good quote. That's like fucking banner worthy. That should have been in the trailer. I gotta, I'm surprised I gotta, it wasn't. I gotta, wasn't. You know, it I gotta change. I I'm gonna use this. Joe, you know what I'm gonna do for the art for this episode? You know the Jacob art, like question, like circling yes. Jacob, would be like circling guest question mark because that's that's really funny. I like that. That's good. Yes. Uh, relate, related, I was at like a Barnes and Noble bookstore, like maybe a year later. And I was with one of my best friends and her daughter. We were standing in line. They had these backlit sort of movie posters. I look and I'm like, oh my God, there's my quote. And it was like blown up really big. And I go to my friend, I go, look at this. And she's like, what, what? She was all distracted because her, her daughter was like five years old at the time. And I go, look. And, and, she, and she's like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> have you, I, I don't know, I, I missed it while I was looking for the DVD, but have, have you made the cover of other DVDs or is this a no, one and done? No, it's a one and done. I mean, I made some like marketing materials of, um, oh, why am I forgetting? Star Trek Into, was it Star Trek Into Darkness? Star Trek Dark? No, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name the of Star the Star Trek Into Darkness, Into Darkness is one. I think yes, is yeah, that the Justin Lin one? I believe, yeah. And so um, I made it on the marketing of, on online, like on some marketing materials there. Okay. Oh, but no, he did beyond. the he... goal, you know. Yeah. It, but I have other, you know, fellow junketeers, their quotes were in giant billboards. You know, they're driving on the freeway and they're like, oh, my God, that's my, that's my name. That's my quote. Well, the, you know, I, 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 we, I talked also in the opening that David Ehrlich, who writes for IndieWire, does his year-end video countdown, and like uh-huh. in Malcolm and Marie this year, it's just you know, it's ninety minutes of Zendaya and John David Washington just talking about things, and mostly John David Washington talking about things. And at one point, he goes, "White guy from IndieWire liked it," and like so, David put that in his countdown, like because he's like he's <laughs> referencing him, so like he's not name checked, but he's like title checked or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool. So I mean. I would hang your hat on the one and done. I mean, it's many people. <laughs> I think we have to get some copies of this poster now, I right? Have a, I have a copy. I don't even know if you can get them. I don't oh, know. Oh, we'll buy yeah, it. It exists. Trust okay. me. I think okay. it would be super funny if we if we hung that on the wall and it was signed. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Who, is, that, is that Dom? Is that Is that, Dana, is that Queen? It's is like, it Jordan and Bruce? I'd like, be like, no, it's the quote. You see the name on the bottom? <laughs> Below the title? We might have to mail you a couple copies of these posters. Just saying. I'm happy to. I'm sure you could get a lot of cast members to sign it as well. So, <laughs> you know how it's it's easier sometimes to get people to sign it after it's already been signed because like it's just yes. like you're you're less weird or whatever. Somehow I don't know. Like if you know we know yeah, Mariah, break the ice. There we go. And then we'll then we'll mail it to all the other ones. All right. Okay. Yeah, because it was already signed. That's right. Yeah. And they won't even pay attention with the signature. You know, they'll think, "Oh yeah, it's probably." Yeah, yeah that looks like. Uh, well, I'm a uh, yeah, it's it, there's yeah. A, you just make the M very clear. It's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and a scribble, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mariah, do you have any more notes, or do you want to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? I'll find out. Where we can move on. Yeah, found to find cool. out which character. All right, so there are seven questions, six answers per question, all multiple choice. Once again, you can explain yourself or leave an air of mystery, but there's no wrong answers. We'll find out which Fast and Furious character you are, sort of BuzzFeed style, J14 style. Are you ready? Yes. Question number one, how fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? I guess NASCAR. I have a lead foot, so. Okay. Question number two, how furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, 
Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time. Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? Hmm. Kylo Ren. Okay. Pretty furious. <laughs> Question number three. We're having a barbecue, maybe at 1327 or maybe in Echo Park, the address in Echo Park. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment or are you sneaking a snack? I suppose I'm babysitting. So as we go through the questions, like the thing updates, like as Wes made this whole program, yeah. and it, like it updates in real time. And when I went to babysitting, it changed to a character I did not expect it to change to. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how, why we gave this person so many points for babysitting. For babysitting. But <laughs> I'm, Joe, I'm going to message you right now who it became. Please tell me. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I know exactly why. Come on. Oh, oh, right. Okay, yes. I forget. <laughs> now I, yes. It makes so much sense. I just needed the framing. Yes. Okay, it makes sense. It's, it's weird, but it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. All right, question number four. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? Hanging with friends. It's still weird to see that person show up when the baby. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, Mariah, describe your wedding. I'm never getting married, which I hope is not the answer because you have referenced your husband. Yes. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. It's us and our families. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane. I'm gambling it all away. My child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? Fleet of cars what was the first answer what was the first one again? my own garage which you can use for any purpose a private plane i'm gambling it all away private plane. my private child plane. at home a fleet of cars a new life private plane okay finally and you have one two three four five there's a there's a bunch of characters this is really going i, I know i said a lot but this one like will truly determine who you get okay belgian ale corona something fruity water Whatever's cheapest or just, you know, Joe's going to the bar. Just get me one of whatever you're having. You know, I have to say water. If those are the choices, okay. water. You are the same character as me and maybe oh. one other person. You are, I don't I don't remember how you described her earlier in the episode. You are Mia Toretto. Well, there you go. Interesting. Well, Family she's... means everything to you. But people often mistake you for being meek or non-confrontational. You tend to take it on a supporting role. Oh, you called her Yoda, right? You tend to take on a supporting role and let others handle the more exciting tasks because it's more important to you to know that someone is watching over everyone else than to see glory for yourself. Even so, you're not afraid to jump into the fray when your family is on the line and you drive, drive like, like the, the wind, wind blows. blows. Well, yeah, the, especially the last part of that description. It's, it's spot on. Drive like the wind blows. <laughs> Yeah, and would throw myself in front of any danger for my family. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Mia, I mean, I love Mia. I I consider her the den mother. I do like this new Yoda description. So Mia's a great character. I like the Yoda description a lot. That was really good. I like that. (laughs) Awesome. All right. We have one more game to play. It's called This Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. 
So this is what you did the research ahead of time. You found some tweets. So this is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. the Bird app, and find any tweet from anybody who probably should be listening to the podcast but probably isn't. And we tweet at them from the Too Fast, Too Forever account. So now Joe, Mariah sent me a couple, and I have one for myself. But I am going to review last episode's tweets now, which I think Kurt did well. And I, I, I don't remember. We're going to find out, though. Yeah, somebody got a point. I think so. I don't think it was, no, it was not me. Spoiler, not me. So, and actually, you know, this sort of echoes one of Mariah's tweets, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. I found Tyler at Bad Jokes by Ty quote tweeting 10 movies to know about me, and he does the nine movies plus Muppets Most Wanted. And we said, don't you mean Fast and Furious presents Muppets Most Wanted? (laughs) Boy, do we have a podcast for you. As I already spoiled, he does not, does not care. Yeah. Joe, you found Annie at Anne underscore Swila. Vin Diesel and John Cena's voices on Fast and Furious. Greater sign, greater sign, greater sign, greater sign, greater sign. Blissful emoji. Well, you can listen to our voices, we said. Talk about Vin Diesel and John Cena's voices. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And Joe, Annie, like the tweet. Your drought is over. Thank you. Here we go. It's been so long. That's the that's the uh, not only the racer trash slogan, but also apparently the Steelers slogan. Here we go. Here we go. go. Yeah, here we go. All right, and then you had a bonus one, which you were playing for charity. You found Allegra at Allegra Miriam. Many of the problems of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift could have been solved if they took advantage of Tokyo's robust public transit system instead of resorting to cars. <laughs> yeah. And funny. we said this is something we've never thought about, but at Soul Pop, oh, because she also liked the crossword puzzle. Yes. And Paddington. But Soul Pop to spend a lot of time thinking about Paddington and the Crossword Boy, but we kind of sort of have a podcast for you. And Vivek liked it, but, v- the, but Allegra did not. So no points there, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, that's why Kurt got points, because Kurt tweeted at his friends. Remember, it was that's all the right, people from right. Pajiba. And he got three likes, including one from Stephen Lloyd Wilson. It was a whole thread about like what movies they could watch. And we said, there's no wrong way to watch these. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And he got a point there. So Kurt kind of cheated, but we'll give him a point just because I'm feeling generous. Yeah. Now that that's all of the way, Joe, did you find a tweet? I found a tweet for today. Melanin Monroe at LoveXTy with two Ys. She says, my mama talking about, I could wait until we get home to see Fast 9. Girl, I'm the biggest Fast and Furious fan you know. The fuck I look like I'm waiting. (laughs) And yeah, we could not wait either. And we hope that you're as big as Fast and Furious fans as us or something along those lines. Make Make it less weird. (laughs) <laughs> and we're and we're as big as fast and furious fans as you you know don't be like a creepy like i was just saying i like, know i'm saying we couldn't wait either and we're as big fast and furious fans as you boy do we have a perfect. podcast for you thank you it just it the, the mouth jumble made it sound creepy so thank you i get it what did you search for that because this is from june I'm, I'm trying to figure out what your what your search was to get to this tweet biggest fast nine fan oh okay yeah cool Mar- Mariah, you mm-hmm. sent us two. Now, I'm going to let you play both, mm-hmm. but it, you're going to choose one for yourself, and then the other one's going to go to charity. So if okay. the other one scores points, it's going to go elsewhere. <laughs> but please hit us with whichever tweet you want to go first, because you got okay. one from Joshua and one from Frotting. Okay. Okay, yeah. The first one from Joshua. And just, just okay. Yeah, it yeah is, just, yeah, uh, who's from and then and the, read the tweet. At Real DJ Fleet. And he says, at Peacock TV, where the hell is... Fast and Furious franchise? Question mark. Question mark. He got a point. 
because he realizes that you know peacock is universal universal and where the hell is it and they responded just said hey joshua thanks for reaching out we're continuing to expand our content catalog and greatly appreciate your feedback in the meantime stay looped in on all updates by following our page that's not very helpful peacock i get it but like it's very generic so now mariah we're gonna say point of a podcast for you but how would you like to customize this tweet or if you want some guidance we can help you but we're trying to get him invested because obviously this guy loves fast and furious <laughs> a, a lot of it on hbo max right now <laughs> i don't know that's what i would say but that's, 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 that's... I kind of like it. <laughs> I really just feel like there's a hell of a lot of it on HBO Max, and we have a hell of a lot of episodes that you could be listening you, to, too. You called it. Peacock is dropping the ball. There's a, there's a hell of a lot of it on HBO Max right now. I'm saying there's a hell of a lot of it on HBO Max right now and a hell of a lot of episodes of our show to listen to, too. Boy, do we have a podcast. Yeah. Perfect for you. Mariah, I sort of stole a little bit of the thunder, so please read the other tweet from Frauding Christ. All good. Um, Frauding Christ at Alien Diva Car. He or she tweets, 10 movies to know me. The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, The Fate of the Furious, F9. And then Satan Tango. Which, <laughs> which is a seven-plus-hour black-and-white movie on the Criterion channel. So really, it's what we think F10 is going to become. So good. So good. Great tweet. So what would you like to say to Frauding Christ? You say, if if, if you're listening to Fast and Furious, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Just as a mild suggestion, be like, sure, we, hope, we hope that F10 is a lot like whatever to seven hour, hour black no. <laughs> seven hour black and white movie just because i think that's funny because we were just yeah. talking about it being a black and white <laughs> just like feel film it all comes together all roads lead to lead to lead home satan yeah. tango <laughs> I'm going to combine both. I'm going to say, if you're this into Fast and Furious and pretentious black and white art films like Santa... I'm not going to... Pretentious is negative. And black and white art films like Santa Tango, which we hope F10 embodies too, boy, do we have a podcast Perfect for you. Perfect. <laughs> He's going to be like, what? That doesn't even make sense. It's like, yeah, just listen to the episode, which you're not going to do. I understand. But like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I found Vanilla Bean at Mr. Burns one. I'm finna smoke and watch Fast and Furious 6. I just finished sweeping and mopping. <laughs> That's good. Which I just love. I love as a tweet anyway, but I also want to be like, hey, next time you're doing chores, throw us on or something like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We make we make great podcasts to do sweeping and mopping to. <laughs> we have one listener, Mariah, named Wells, who has written just mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes I get high and just listen to you guys on slow speeds. Like, you know, people listen oh. to podcasts on like 2x speed or whatever. He's like, I'll do it on like half speed just because you guys sound funny. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing <laughs> How is that fun for anybody, even if you're high? But, you know. Love you, Wells. Oh, my gosh. Mariah, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Now, you have a great Twitter handle and a great website, but what would you like oh, to plug? You. Where can people find you if they want? If you want to be found? What would you like people to know about you? What are you currently doing if you want to be found? Well, um, you know, be, because of the pandemic, I haven't actually been working in journalism for a while, but, um, you know, it's, it's a my professional past that I'm extremely proud of and I've learned a lot from. Um, and I've been taking care of my my two year old in in the pandemic. You know, it's that's it's a full time job. Yes, and uh, but I have been looking to uh, make a pivot to uh, U- UX writing, user experience writing. Sure. And so I have 
you know, my portfolio site all built and it's Mariah M E R I H dot rocks. Which is a great I, I didn't even know that was a top level domain. I just I love that though. I used to play bass in like local LA bands, so like that was it did it isn't meant to seem so like self congratulatory, but um, Oh no, but it's cool. It's cool. Whatever the well, reason is it's cool. interested in hiring a UX writer, you know, who has a lot of experience in you know like writing about pop culture and and uh, uh, check out Mariah.rocks, my portfolio. And Mariah on Fire, right? Yeah, on at Mariah on Fire on Twitter. Which we will tag you in for sure. But Mariah, thank you so, so very much. Yeah, we thank you. We loved having you here. For sure. This was a blast. We'll send those posters over later to get <laughs> autographed. <laughs> All right, Joe. Our next episode is a bonus episode for Patreon only. I think we teased it on a previous one. We were talking about the Helen Mirren film, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. So Ooh. I don't know anything really about that. I've not seen that yet, but that is out sometime in the next week on Patreon. I think because he hates us, I'm not sure. Justin, his Patreon pick for us, for the main feed, our pit stop for next lap is In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. Have you seen this movie, Joe? No, have you? Yes. And this was one that How Did This Get Made covered very early on. I believe, I will just set the, I think Jason Satham plays a farmer. Oh, nice. In like medieval something or other. (laughs) That sounds incredible. It is directed by Yui Boll who his reputation precedes him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you any more, but this is Don't. one where Justin's like, fuck you guys. Watch one of the worst movies that's ever been made. So that's in fun, the name though. of the king, I like that. a dungeon siege tale next week. Sounds good to me. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at Too Fast, Too Forever.com and our store. At too fast too forever dot shop and come back for our Patreon episode about the cook. I closed the tab and it's too many things. Yeah. The cook, the thief, his wife and his and her lover, or on the main feed next week, in the name of the king from Justin. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Mariah on fire, Mariah Doti Trevino, and we'll tell you all about it. We'll see you.